Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi guys, it's Cap. I want to assure you that everything you're about to hear is completely real. All these events were recorded live, and they certainly didn't go any way that we anticipated. I encourage you to listen to this episode with an open mind.
Hey, Dean, you there? Yeah, it's Dean. Hey, Dean, how you doing? It's X. Hey, John, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? Uh, I heard you went hunting. The reason I hunt ducks and the reason I hunt other animals is that we are at the top of the food chain. We are the primary superior race on this planet. That gives us the right to hunt things that are low enough. I met a duck that equaled or greater my intelligence than I was in that duck go, and I said, go in peace, duck brother. What would happen when the hunter became the hunted? Well, man, you ever seen that movie First Blood? Yeah. Alright, man, basically that. I got this dog, right? It's like a hound dog. He's like a hound three seven mixed three. I don't know what he is. When I, when I shoot the dog, no problem, man. He get, he goes out and gets that duck, brings it back real obedient. If I miss the duck, I swear that dog laughs at me. And I swear one of these days I'm gonna shoot that dog. But man, I did not want to talk about aliens. I've had some bad experience with aliens. Okay. Now I've never told no one this. A buddy guy and I are out in the woods, and we're out there, and then all of a sudden I see this real bright light, like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like I thought it was a police copter. I said, "Oh my God, guy, it is a police copter. You better get down because you got a bunch from the past, and they're not be coming for you this time." He said, it ain't, "It ain't a police copter. That's one of the alien craft." Look right there, and I looked in the center light, and the next thing I remember is about an hour later. I don't remember nothing. That's the weird thing, right? And now my time's missing. And I don't know what happened that hour, man. And I got these really weird headaches. This guy, he's been in this werewolf game a long time, around 70 years. His name is Lunario Von Darkwolf III. Are you there, oh! Lunario? Oh, Jesus. Are you a wolf dad or maybe a wolf granddad at this point? More through a traditional sense. I bit the fuck out of my children's mother. Yeah, would you have any experience with werewolf hunters? We were reading a lot on the internet about werewolf hunters. Yes. How, how much of a threat yes, are I they? It depends on how good a shot. There's this one that's been tracking me for decades. I still have the arrow in my ass from where he shot. It's silver. I can't touch it. We're going to bring another guest real quick, and then we're going to introduce you two guys. Now we're going to dial up our old friend Dean Wallace. We're going to see if he's had any experience hunting otherworldly beasties. You know, I hunt all kinds of different things. What exactly do you want to talk about? What, what kind of animals? I was wondering if you'd ever encountered a werewolf. Hmm, werewolf. Well, man, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say what makes a man, what makes a wolf, what makes a werewolf, man. The thing you have to say is, you know, it's dark out in the woods, and sometimes men think they see things they don't see, you know, Bigfoot. Sure, I had a, a run-in a few years ago with a type creature that may have been a man-werewolf, but I, I'm just not really sure if it was. I saw it with red eyes coming at me in the woods, and I thought it was like some kind of enraged buck or some kind of a big wild animal. But uh, I raised my sights, and I, I went to shoot it, and I stopped. Because I saw a man's figure, and you know, I don't want to kill a man out in the woods. I, I, I lowered my rifle, and, I, and he ran away. But it was a big, furry kind of man with a wolf head. He, he was evil, you know? Dean, we've got another guy on the line. He says he's been a werewolf for 70 years. Ah, yeah? Put him on. We have a friend with Ooh. us. His name's um, Dean Wallace. Wait, what, what did you say his name was? Dean Wallace. He's a uh, professional... You son of a bitch! Listen, man, you want to have a real fight? Why don't you come down here to Men's Florida and I'll show you what it's like down to you. Oh, if you ever show your face in front of me, I'll kill you. I did show my face in front of you. You shot me, you asshole. Yeah, we'll be thankful I missed. Hello? This is Gary Wallace. Gary Wallace? Guys, stop calling my dad and getting him to tell you ridiculous stories. It's embarrassing to our entire family. We mean no disrespect. Dean is a good friend of ours. What's your beef exactly, Mr. Wallace? I mean, like, Dean's a grown man. First of all, let me you know who I am. I'm Gary, his oldest son. I currently live in New York. I'm an investment banker. I came across your ridiculous, idiotic radio program. It's disgusting what you 
gotten out of my father. He's never killed a werewolf, and it's just becoming a real embarrassment to me and my younger brother Stephen. Guys aren't his friends. They're poisoned. They're toxic. When I was a younger man, my father and I were hunting in the woods, and he went back to the truck for just a few moments and left me in the woods. And I was approached by what seemed like a large dog, and uh, came in and it spoke to me and it bit me. I blacked out enough when I don't remember much beyond that. But sure. sometimes on the right evenings, I go through a certain kind of change. I don't really know what it is. I have a very out of body experience. I almost feel like I'm an animal. I'm a man, a man animal. Do you understand? I think we're getting another call. Hello? Hello? Lunario Von Darkle. The third, the very shade. I know that voice. Who is that? My name is Lunario Von Darkwolf, young sir. <laughs> Wait a minute, I recognize that panicked breathing. <laughs> How's the well, what do you want, man? I just like to know how your werewolf thing is going for you. I like It's you. You don't want to change me. Yes, that's what happens when I bite people. Gary, is this the first time you've heard this man's voice since you were left alone in the woods all those years ago? Oh my god. That's how it works with the siring. I become your lord and master. You're not my dad. I'll tell you what, Gary, you got a very protective father, and clearly he's on the ball about some things. You know, you're going to need to, to try to scratch this itch before it bites you in the ass, because your father will kill you. Yeah, and you already have been bitten in the ass by a werewolf, and now you have to scratch that itch behind your ear with your hind leg. That's all fake. My father's not real about that stuff. And I haven't talked to him in a few years. Ah, you should reconnect with your father. Get him to trust you, and then kill his ass. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should tell my dad. Wait, what? I don't know about that, Gary. I think you need to choose an alternate route. I mean, I'm not one to argue with the werewolf or anything, but I'm also not one to argue with Dean Wallace, and I know where that man's coming from. Sorry, will you be my dad? Will you be my wolf dad? Absolutely. There's plenty of room in my pack. Okay, I'm more than a little concerned for Dean at this moment. We couldn't get hold of Dean. I just got his voicemail. I left him a message, though, told him to call us back. But, you know, I think he's going to be okay for now. We'll get a hold of him. I mean, if I have to, I'll drive out to his damn house in Mims. I mean, his son lives in New York, so if he's fucking turned to the werewolves, well, I mean, Dean's a survivalist. He's yeah, got another this thing is coming. Dean. I think this guy about. really underestimates his father. Hi, guys. Welcome to Nerdy Show. I'm Cap. Triforce Mike. Brian. And uh, Hex actually... Uh, <laughs> He, he, to, he was here. He was here. And he got a phone call from his, his lady that he often talks about. And I don't know. She yeah, said, the one named after that dead princess. Yeah. She said she I don't was, think she's real, guys. I've never seen her. Me neither. She, she, was, uh, she said there was something wrong with the animals in the apartment and that they were, like, taking shits everywhere. But then the shits were frogs. And I don't know. She's probably high. She also sounded like she was throwing up. And saying that. Oh, like, maybe he knocked her up. Yeah, maybe he knocked her up. And, cause she was, Fictionally. Yeah. She was definitely... Oh, you're right. That's right, she doesn't exist. She was thrown up and she was saying hmm. that uh, his mom sucks cocks in hell. And... She does. <laughs> well, we are exaggerating, yeah. but the animals were going crazy. So he ran out on us and he's uh, over there taking yeah. care of her. Very professional. Very professional. Yeah. Anyway, the... Uh... Just, it is it is a nerdy show fact. He left us to go take care of cats. And possibly shit. <laughs> <laughs> the track you heard was Flesh on Fire by James House. That's from the Teen Wolf soundtrack. As songs about werewolves go, that's pretty top notch. Mm-hmm. The one we played in our previous episode, Where the Wild Things Are, was kind of lighthearted. 
But this one, this is serious. Yeah. His flesh is on fire because there's hair coming out of it. Oh and uh, the the it's col- like super puberty. Like in three minutes, you have all puberty happen. Well, isn't that what uh, werewolfism is all about? Well, at least in that's- Teen Wolf, that's the allegory there. There's other versions. Hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Anyway, it's actually, despite jokes and everything, this is actually a really somber reason that uh, we're talking about all this werewolf stuff again. And as you might have heard from the uh, sound collage we played, that was just sort of a previously a nerdy show mm-hmm. bit. Our friend uh, Dean Wallace, he's been with us on the show for a long time, first in our Duck Hunt episode, mm-hmm. uh, then again in Where the Wild Things Are, where we spoke to both him and an actual werewolf, supposedly a man named Lunario von Darkwolf III. It's a very werewolfy name. He certainly got the shtick down, that's for sure. And then in our call-in episode, we didn't speak to Dean, we, we spoke to Dean's son called into the, the show. and uh, I never liked that kid. Uh, he's He seems like he's, I don't know, really, really confused, really twisted. The way he just, you know, changed sides like that, I just... He probably went out and bought the stupid contact lenses and painted all his fingernails black. I believe it the way he was talking. It was like 0 to 80. I mean, did you hear the way he said, maybe I should just kill my dad? What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I really, I love and respect Dean Wallace, but here's the thing, guys. Uh, this is why we're here today talking to you about this. Dean's been missing for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Hex and I were going over to his house. Uh, I have a like, kind of bi-weekly tradition of going over to Dean's to get barbecue because um, there's some really good barbecue restaurants out in Mims. And Dean had actually just found some stylophone records because uh, Dean collects kind of obscure electronics, particularly musical instruments. And he found these cool records for this uh, little instrument called a stylophone. We're going to talk about it later. And, and Hex was with me, and we we're going to go over to Dean's, listen to these stylophone records, eat some barbecue. And when we got there, um, well, it's it was when we got there, it was a crime scene, basically. Uh, actually, ever since I started doing this journalism thing, I've been pretty much recording everything I do because I don't really have time to yeah. stop. So I just keep all my ideas so I, I generally have a recorder running at all times and it's weird it is weird and i am it makes me feel uncomfortable I, I admit it i mean i just think that you liked twin peaks so much just... <laughs> i mean that was actually that was actually why i mean it <laughs> i can't deny that i i do feel a little bit like dale cooper running around with a recorder i mean that just that's <laughs> that's the truth uh end result is I never played one of these little clips on the show with the mini recorder unless it's an interview or something. Mm-hmm. But what I have for you is I actually recorded the entire sequence of events where Hex Shouldn't and I... Shouldn't the cops have this or something? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a digital recorder. It's not actually a tape. So okay. they do actually have it. Do you record yourself masturbating? Well, Mike does. Because I... Both himself and Cap. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, I don't think I use that yours... audio is very valuable to anyone. I use your digital it recorder. It is to Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, that kind of like that sound. My mic, you could be a Foley artist. Uh, I, well, I was just masturbating. What do you mean? <laughs> I just held my dick out to the microphone, and it's not really anything special. Well, you know how, like, it's funny that I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's very small. You know how Frank Welker's like the go-to guy for animal noises? Mm-hmm. Anytime you need masturbating, they call it Mike. Yeah. Well, and you're a Foley artist, too. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you've got a gremlin. Oh, that would be Charlie. <laughs> well, let's uh, cut to this audio. This is actually um, an edited version, just to shorten it for time. I've actually sent a copy of the tape, uh, hoping to maybe, you know, get some more information, but also um, also as a special treat to everybody who's donated to Nerdy Show. And if you donate to Nerdy Show, you too can get the full recording of this. But let's play the recording right now. It's a good thing to, like, I gotta tell you, man, I've seen the dark side of the red. Of the what? Red. Red? You don't like redneck, red states. Oh. Red. 
Yeah, but he's not like that. He won't. I mean, is he? he? He's got like. Is he? The South will rise again. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like that. Uh. That <laughs> anyone that sports any um rebel flag tattoo that doesn't kind of that should wave some flags. Nor the really bad pun. Dean? <clears throat> hey, it's Captain Hex. Help him up, buddy. Dean? Is he even here? Uh, uh, I mean, the light's on. Is he even here? Uh. <laughs> like Doorbell doesn't work. Uh. I'll go around the side of the house. He usually has the uh, sliding glass door unlocked. Man, this is really overgrown. <laughs> like, see, it's Mims. It's Mims, and he's a redneck. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I appreciate that. I I like doing this because it's different. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Dude, whoa! What does that smell? Oh my gosh! Oh! My father told me. Oh, dude, really? Like it, it doesn't smell like something's alive in here. This place is a wreck. What the hell? What the hell? Oh! Are these scratch marks in the wood? Okay, yeah, that is. Oh god damn it! God damn it! God damn it! Ugh. Dude, there's some. Those, those are buckshot holes, right? Yeah, those aren't claw marks over there. Those are definitely buckshot holes. Oh shit! It's all over the ceiling. Over here too. Dude, this is starting to get pretty serious. If I find a dead body in here, I'm gonna be so angry and sad and all that. This is Bret Hart statue in half. Bret the Hitman Hart in half. That doesn't happen. Let's go upstairs. Dean? Dean? Come on, buddy. Cheryl? Cheryl! Steven? Gary? Don't say that. Don't... Don't say that. Die? <laughs> Ugh. Every single room. There's, like, stuff on the walls. It's, it doesn't look like blood. I, um... I think that is blood, man. Dean? Dean? Cheryl, anybody? I don't think anyone's here. Thank God for that, unless... Unless that is blood. But... What if Gary's still here? Um... Oh, shit. Shit, shit. Where's his guns? Where the fuck is this? Are they... He's got it. I know he has something under his bed. Dude, it's not here. I think we should go. I mean, he's got more than one gun, but I don't know where it keeps them all. I like Dean and all, but well, I mean, we gotta call the cops, obviously. Yeah, no, but... I think I think this is this is this is beyond the jurisdiction of our friendship, dude. <laughs> well, maybe for you, fucking. Well, player. no, dude, I I, I want to call the cops. I, I just don't want to, you know, get eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, that might, I, 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 you know, I'd probably get eaten by a werewolf for you, man. 
but probably not for me. Living in a fool. Me and Dean, we've had a lot of good times. I'm not. I, 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 fuck, God damn it. How many trucks does he have? I mean, there were already two here, but he's got a lot. He's got like. Yeah, he's got like he's five, but like, how many are functional? I have no idea how many are functional. He uses them all for different things. Some's for some's for mudding, some's for hunting, some's for driving around town. I don't know what they're for. Dude, look, I got, I got. I Which ones are here? Let's uh, let's go in the back again. But hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, the answering machine is like beeping like crazy. Whoa, yeah. Hey Dean, it's your son Gary again. Uh, I'm starting to think you're maybe ignoring my calls, so please answer. Give me a call back. I'll talk to you soon. Next message. Okay, Dean, it's been about a week. Why aren't you answering my calls? I know you are not on vacation. I just talked to Steve yesterday. I know you're home. I need to come see you because there's something we need to discuss. So please give me a call. Thanks. Next message. Hey Dean, it's Gary again. Uh, just thought I'd hear back from you. Wanna come visit? So give me a call back when you get a chance. Next message. Hey Dad, it's been a month, September. I haven't heard from you. Give me a call back. Next message. You let this happen to me. You took me out to those woods and you abandoned me. You left me out there. Why'd you leave me and go back to your truck to get that big goal? That wasn't right to do to a small kid. Now look what happened to me. All those years you were going on and on. By much you hated werewolves, you never had any idea your son was one. But you never stopped to find out, did you? Well, you know what? I am one. I'm a werewolf. And every time it was a full moon, I change. In the morning, I wake up, scared and alone, and I crawl myself back to my apartment and try to gather the pieces of my life back together. You want to know why I'm not married yet? You and Steve always give me a hard time about that. It's not what you think it is. It's a little bit hard to have a personal relationship and a private relationship with someone when I don't know if in the middle of the night I'm going to turn over and scratch their face right off. Do you have any idea what that's like? No, you wouldn't. Because you and Cheryl have a perfect little life, don't you? You, Cheryl, and Steve, going to your mud races and all that stuff. Well, you know what? I had to make the best I could of my life, and I moved on. I went to New York, and I got an education. All that time, still transforming. Do you have any idea how hard it is to be a college-age wolf or a teen wolf? Yeah, that movie's very funny to everyone, but I have actually lived Oh, that. God. No thanks. This is bad, man. Whoa. Uh, <sighs> Alright, let's get out of here. Let's let's not, like, muddle the crime scene anymore. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. I'm gonna... I'm gonna see if, if like, I have Cheryl's number. Um, those are totally our footprints all over the place. Dean? The bloody footprints. I'm coming for you now. Doesn't matter where you go or where you run, because eventually I will turn to the wolf. What are you gonna do? And I will be able to hunt you um, down. No, the cops will believe us. The cops will believe us. It's, it's, I mean, like, it could be Guy. So, I hope so if, it, if, it's, got, if it's Guy, then... Ready to face the ultimate oh, enemy. Fuck. Let's get out of here. It smells awful in here. Yeah. Uh, so, what we what we found out was, I mean, we, we called the cops, the cops came, and we found out... That was out. some heavy shit, by the way. Yeah, that that's creepy, dude. It it was really creepy. I mean, it and, was. You know, I haven't really been going to those things with you well, <laughs> since things got weird with Dean and me. They've always been weird with Dean and you. Man. Yeah, so it's just I feel like maybe I should have been there, or maybe I could have. I don't know what I would have done. I mean, we still don't know what happened at all. It's been two weeks. The police haven't found fuck all anything. Cheryl and Stephen, we uh, really fortunate. They were actually at uh, her sister's house in Ocala that night 
they don't seem to know anything. They just knew that we were going to have like a guy's night mm-hmm. with the barbecue and the records. That was it. They're both really shaken up. They're in Ocala now. Um, they went back. And, uh, you, you know, at this point, we're just kind of saying, hey, if you have any information, let us know because we're kind of at our wits end. But it's clear that this, this werewolf thing that we were making, I mean, we, we always make a lot of jokes about it. How can we not? But this, this thing that we were, you know, making so much fun of before has one way or another come back and bit us in the ass. Lol pun. Yeah. Um, well, if you rub garlic in, your, in the wound where you've been bitten, uh-huh. that, that purges the lycanthropy virus out, right? I mean, that's maybe maybe a cure for vampirism. I mean, you know you know what the deal is, Barky. Yeah, I know. You want to forget about that period of your life. Oh, man. Not proud of that. Yeah, you shouldn't be. I just, you know, like to rebroadcast that if you are afflicted with lycanthropy, that the one legitimate cure that we know of is locking yourself in a room and listening to the cure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this works for vampires or not. Uh, vampirism is, I mean, you die. So that's way more fucked up. I honestly yeah. don't know how to come back from that. I have no idea. The thing is, is with all this, like, are these people pretending to be werewolves? Are these people actually werewolves? I have no idea. I mean, none of this has come into our house directly. It's affected us with this Dean situation. At this point, I'm like, you know, Lunario came to us as a werewolf, but we never saw him. Well, I've never actually met him, so. Yeah, I don't I don't think he can shift or whatever. I mean, I've, I've met werewolves. I met a werewolf. Oh, and that's right. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. So I kind of do like to pretend that that thing with you never happened. Well, quite quite frankly. I like to pretend that almost everything with Mike never happened. <laughs> it lets me sleep. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was all a dream, but it just feels so long ago. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't know. Have you seen Bob's dad or Bob for that matter? I I friended him on uh on Facebook and I asked him if his dad was uh still a werewolf. Uh-huh. And uh he said Yes, and that the werewolves, much like the Catholic Church, are working their way into power, and he is climbing, <laughs> climbing the political ladder to create a new werewolf government. Ugh, great. <laughs> so I guess he was telling you that in confidence, then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dog is out of the bag. Oh, uh, go. <laughs> shit. Are there werecats? You know, it's funny you bring that up, and this is a whole separate discussion. Are they are they sexy weird girl cat girls? Well, I know that the song. I think dogs so and I can't cats. Find that. Dogs yeah. and cats don't live together. Right. If they would, that would be mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah, of course. And I know it's, that it's against the rules and the laws of God. I I, I know it was love cats particularly uh-huh. that brought the wolf spirit out of me. Yeah. And and purged it. Well, um, actually, werecats are, if werewolves are a real thing, then werecats also are a real thing. Mm. This is going off of some stuff I've looked into, because actually, um, I was at my wits end, and so I started posting on 43 Things. Okay. You know that, that forum where yeah. we found all that hilarious werewolf shit with all those kids pretending to be werewolves, or maybe some of them are werewolves? Anyway, I started posting on there. We're going to have a link to the site where you can see all the all the crazy that I got bombarded with, and we're going to read some of it later. But what I've learned is that there's lycanthropes, and they're werewolves. Mm-hmm. And then there's therianthropes, which is, um, it's more, I think it's more in line with kind of like the traditional Native American-esque, like indigenous people's kind of spiritual belief system of actually being able to turn into con- a crow yeah, or... Yeah, consciously become an animal of any kind and, and not lose control, not be some kind of awkward place in between like a werewolf, but actually to be that creature. Oh, like, like full on? Yeah, full on animal. So there's therianthropes, and... How can I prove that my cat isn't one of those and secretly a human re- living here rent-free? <laughs> Well, I, you have to... Magic get, dust? Um, 
It, it, I don't like, have that. The only way you can prove it is through the law, legally. So you need to get uh, a lawyer that specializes. Cat law? Yeah, in, in cat law or... Yeah, I know a good bird law guy maybe <laughs> you can refer to me. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So. <laughs> so anyway, from that line of inquiry, I discovered that there are werecats, like not just their anthropic people who can turn into cats, but also werecats, and that they've actually they had a prominent place in folklore throughout the ages, which actually is kind of from a badass standpoint, that's that's pretty awesome that there are also werecats, like that there's, you know, like werepanthers in Africa and stuff like that. That's, and like werelions? Yeah, like that's really cool. Is, I that, don't... is that like Anita Blake where she has sex with all those, like... Well, that happens in there, yeah. I think that's just a porno comic. It is. Just yeah, a... it is. And it's it about is. having sex with different. Um, it's like a furry comic. Did you do mummies? Uh, no. She only <laughs> has sex not. with vampires and wares. Yeah, she gets powers mm. from like were animals and yeah. having sex with them specifically. I I've never read them. I've only read about them thanks to Penny Arcade. It's, it just sounds very. <laughs> it awesome. sounds kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds totally hot. But the thing is, is that I've been reading porn stories about that since I was like fourteen <laughs> on the internet. So yeah. I don't see why some like it's a woman who writes that, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why that bitch gets to make money <laughs> off of things that I. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. The, is high class porn is that what it is because i mean quite honestly i don't think you're probably getting as much out of it as you are as stuff on the internet so. i think with that weird like whole genre of like like twilight and anita blake i think if, if you can tap into that pseudo goth market of you know jacking off to vampire and werewolf porn but like make it so you get published boom money in the bank because mm -hmm. if you've even tried to read any of those they read about as bad as internet fan fiction. I need to make Robo have sex with really hot cat girls. Oh, I'll write it right now. If Robo was <laughs> a sex novel, I think that you would... I mean, I know there's girls who have things about robots. Mm -hmm. I, 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 basically, Brian, I think you're sitting on a gold mine. You just need to right. lower your standards exponentially. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> uh, anyway, my favorite instance of werecats, actually, in popular media is a film called Cat People. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a remake of a 1942 movie made in 1982... It's got incredible art direction. It's got Malcolm McDowell in it. And it actually is a very sexy movie, but also an extremely violent movie. Yeah. It's got some weird rules, and I don't know if this applies to real werecats or not. But... Depends on if they saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they see the movie, they're bound to those rules. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how it works. The only way that you can have sex and not turn into a, a panther and then have to, like, maul and eat somebody... To, to turn back into a person, the only way that won't happen if you have sex is by having sex with your blood relation. Ugh. So Malcolm McDowell's tracking Relevant. down his long-lost sister <laughs> and so they can have a, a life together because they were meant to be together because they need to be together just like their parents who are also brother and sister were together. Ugh. And, uh, man, that movie is so good. It's got this fucked up little plot and a bunch of ultraviolence and the transformation sequences are insane because when they transform, the beast rips out of them and likewise, The Human. It's crazy. And also, Giorgio Moroder, famous synth composer, does the soundtrack. And David Bowie did a song for the soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah. Now that I've talked so much about it, we're going we're gonna to actually not go into a song from Cat People, but I kind of wish we were. <laughs> I had a little joke that was in my, that was in my head when we were waiting for the police uh, to come to, to Dean's house. And this is really That's a great phrase. genuinely kind of morbid. But do you guys know the song called Dog Police by the band Dog Police? It's no. a really infectious tune from 1982. It was this kind of like... Was that the Who Let the Dogs Out? No. no <laughs> earlier than that. Earlier than that. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to play it. It was shortly before this happened um, with Dean that I, uh, that I saw the video. It's got an insane video. Really, really funny. And uh, this act just kind of faded into obscurity. I couldn't really find any information about them at all. But here's Dog Police by Dog Police. <laughs> 
Hello, I'm Charles Barkey, famous former werewolf basketball player. When I saw how Michael J. Fox brought it to the court in Teen Wolf, I thought, why can't that be me? So I went out and barked up a lot of the wrong trees. Dark alleys, deep woods, and a lot of old men pawing at my balls. And I'm not talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Being a werewolf is not all catching sticks and chasing tail. Some days you wake up naked in a field covered in ticks, 30 miles from your luxury condominium. Some days you have to explain to your supermodel girlfriend why there are five pregnant strays crapping on the floor. Sometimes you wake up wearing a little kid's face as a party mask. When it comes to pro sports, using wolf powers is as bad as juicing, splooshing, and moosing. It's cheating, and I couldn't live with myself being a cheater. But I decided not to ride the silver bullet straight to hell. Thanks to No Fangs and the music of Robert Smith, I'm cured. I'm Charles Barkey, and if someone's pressuring you to become a creature of the night, just say No Fangs. Paid for by No Fangs and the American Legion of Werewolf Hunters.
heard was werewolves by night by playing with guns playing with guns actually submitted an entry to our blackest night song fight contest a song called brain eating spaceman it was actually our favorite track oh yeah and it wasn't the winner because uh it very clearly wasn't about blackest night but it was completely awesome <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the best song it was the best song by far and werewolves by night is an awesome track and uh there's a, a link to their album race with the devil on nerdyshow.com so, what you also heard between those tracks was a, a PSA that we got from No Fangs, an organization that Nerdy Show is working with this episode, to try to I don't know, send out a clear message, and one that I'm sure Mike can get behind, which is just to say, if someone wants you to become a paranormal creature, a creature of the night, just say No Fangs. Yeah, if, I mean, if No Fangs existed when I was, you know, infected, I, it's like, just say no to drugs. It's that simple. You just say No Fangs, and... It puts the is there like a hand symbol? Can you put up like your pointer fingers by your mouth? Yes. It's, it's best to keep all things in towards your body so they don't get bitten. Yeah, but you know, if you just mm-hmm. do like the little pretend you have fangs yeah. with your fingers. Ah. Yeah, like I, I guarantee all of our listeners are trying it right now. Okay, and, cool. Uh, and if you're not, you know, pick it up and try it. Uh, anyway, we're, we're going to be playing some other PSAs from No Fangs just in case that argument wasn't good enough because it's not just werewolves, guys. I mean, like the vampire problem is a problem. 
whether it's just teens pretending to be vampires or if vampires are real. Either way. And personally, I'm not convinced that mummies don't also have fangs. Mummies definitely have fangs. Well, they definitely have okay, snakes inside you. of them. The snakes have fangs. All right, that's enough. The thing is, if any of this is true and all this crazy shit that's happened to us in the last month just... I don't know, makes me question an awful lot of things. If this is true, then it's more than just kids kind of wasting their life trying to identify with some kind of creatures of the night because that can turn into the real thing when all of a sudden, you know, you're a vampire and you actually don't have a soul anymore or at the very least you're dead but alive. I don't know. There's, if that's real, then what else isn't real, right? So with us actually on the phone right now, we've got a guy named Luke McDuffie. He's from a band called Framing Hanley, and he's uh, he's actually a listener of the show. Mike and I got a chance to meet him when the band was in town. We hung out with him. Oh, yeah. Had a really was, good time. That was a blast. And turns out he's also a spokesman for No Fangs. Are you there, Luke? I am indeed. How are you guys? Doing all right, man. It's really good to have you on the show. It's really good to talk to you again. Oh, it's great to be here. A long-time fan, a first-time guest. That was the cheesiest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll get worse. <laughs> It can only get worse. Well, tell us about the, the No Fangs program and what you're doing for them. Well, you know, we're, we're really, I get out and I uh, travel around trying to spread the message to kids that they don't have to become horrible creatures of the night in order to be cool, you know. And it's not just that they shouldn't do this for themselves, but they also should do this because they're going to be harming others because in order to live, they would, in fact, have to eat people. And I don't think a lot of them are aware of that. I think uh, they really, why can't they just be getting into normal things that normal kids do, like drugs and hard music? <laughs> it was good enough for our parents. It was good enough for us. Like, seriously. It's a simple way. I mean, you know, people have been abusing substances for years, and I'm not saying it's okay. That's not, that's not what I do. But, uh, or you could forfeit your soul, you know, like, yeah. or you could become a monster that just has no rhyme or reason and takes a life. Did you hear about those, uh, those kids, like, sucking that homeless man's blood? Yeah, this was, uh, like, October 13th, I think. Uh, 24-year-old Aaron Homer and 21-year-old Amanda Williamson. And these, that is too old. These are not attractive people. Uh, oh, my God, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Those those are 20-somethings? Those are 20-somethings. They look like 40-somethings. One of those is a girl. <laughs> no. Yeah, seriously. No. what this hell does to people? They were paying a homeless man to, every, you know, every now and then, they would suck his blood, like, literally. And, uh... He got fed up with it eventually and said no. He took objection and, and he taunted them cruelly and they s- stabbed him to death for not letting the, him suck his blood and then they sucked his blood. And that is that is exactly how far things have gone. That's I mean, we're not bullshitting you guys. Mike, This thing Mike showed me, that's a real article. We'll have a link to it on the site, I yeah. guess. Uh, that's fucking news to me, though. My God. Like, how did he get this bad? Our fucking friend disappears. Yeah. A homeless guy gets his blood. I mean, God, of course. Of Could course be related. Well, these are vampires. These are definitely vampires. And, uh, and the vampires and werewolves are at war with each other. Yeah, they're at war with each other, as seen in the... Uh, what are those movies called? Uh, what, The Howling? <laughs> no, not... No, the movie with... Underworld. Underworld. <laughs> Under, underwear. <laughs> the Underworld series. Yeah. Yeah. You mean uh, the Underworld documentary series. True. <laughs> so, Luke, you're a listener of the show, so you're probably familiar with the, the 43 Things board where we initially found all those people. They could be young teens. They could be, you know, like 20-somethings like us. Pretending to be werewolves or actually, like, being werewolves and communicating online. How much that sort of thing do you encounter when you travel to schools and everything? Like, do you meet kids who are werewolves, or is it, like, do they keep to the shadows? Oh, you know, in every school, there's always the group, you know, with their with their Jinko jeans and their trench coats hiding under the bleachers and 
I have to go and, and they really are the ones that need the help. You have to go and tell them that it's not necessary. There are other ways to be happy. I was a dark teen. Like I wasn't a goth. I, I, right. I teetered on that edge. I did wear a trench coat. Actually, I got in a lot of trouble for it because uh, I was wearing a trench coat because I wanted to look like Kevin Smith. And uh, Fair enough. You needed to put on a lot more weight. I Well, actually, actually, I was a fatty back then, too. Not Kevin Smith big, but, uh, you know, chunky. Um, <laughs> and I listened to classic rock music. And I wore a trench coat, so it was no good. And, you know, that put me as the odd man out for a while. And it's it's tough when you're a nerd, but you like progressive rock music. And it's not 1978 anymore. You can't just, like, be a cool, well, I'd say cool with quotation marks, cool with quotation marks nerd playing D&D in a basement. Um, Listening to Rush. Yeah, just love and Rush, hardcore. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you end up as, like, this fat kid in a trench coat hiding under bleachers during a pep rally because they it's fucking mandatory. What the hell? Those mandatory pep rallies were bullshit. I mean, like, if you I mean, want something different, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, hanging out under the bleachers, it's, it's always a, a dangerous thing. But that's what, that's what we had to do back in high school. And, I mean, yeah, there was all sorts of weird shit down there. There was, like, all the different social cliques of, of, of the Monster Mash. I mean, you had the mummies and the, the vampires and the werewolves. And you had the creature from the Black Lagoons. Like, Hate that guy. Just all, and the Frankensteins, and it was just like... This is what you did? This is, this is, this is, your, this is your bleachers? <laughs> yeah, these at, were all, mon- at Monster High? You went to school with them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe he was in the class ahead of me. Like, I barely knew this guy when he was was actually in high school with me. I I don't know. Maybe I just had an overactive imagination, but there was a bunch of weird kids under the bleachers. uh, Mike, I think it is your imagination, and I'm pretty sure you think you're talking about like last week. Yes, I am. (laughs) As a matter of fact. (laughs) Now, I went on 43 things. I created an account. What the hell's 43 things even mean? It's like a list of shit you want to do in your life, and like it's like to help you realize your goals. I have no fucking clue. All I know is it's a breeding ground for werewolf terrorists. <laughs> what could the forty-three things be for a werewolf? It's like eat somebody, pee on tree. <laughs> the the most frequented board is become a werewolf, and that's the one where I, I posted a couple places, and that's the only one where I actually got some activity. But there are all kinds of things like find a mate. Um, I saw one that was start a classic rock band with other werewolves. <laughs> I really wanted to post on that one, but I just didn't think I was going to get anywhere. Though, admittedly, I would probably really like that classic rock band. That, I mean, I'm not a fan of werewolves, but I am a fan of werewolf metal. Yes, I would concur. <laughs> I would say a good metal song about a werewolf is at least worth a million boners. Yeah, Red Rockets. Yeah, a million Red Rockets. So I went on, my name was Concerned Friend, as I created this account for Dean. I said, you know, becoming a werewolf is your own choice. I don't begrudge you, and I don't believe that werewolves are inherently evil. And, you know, I, I maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I, I, I've known Mike for a long time, and it turns out he was a werewolf for most of that time. So, you know, Much I, to my surprise. I, I can't really say <laughs> what is and is not. And I wanted some help from these guys, so I wasn't going to accuse them of anything. And I, I told them that a friend of mine disappeared, and that it looks like a werewolf did it. Uh, and that I'm just looking for answers to find him. I, mean, I mentioned Lunario. Let's try to see if that name rung a core with anybody. And I, you know, I emphasize that Dean's a hunter, an ex-marine, and a loving father. He, you know, he told me he could handle this disagreement with the son, and I believed him, and that I found his house trashed. Well, the response was mixed at best. There was a lot of people who, um, or, or wolves, who wished me well on my quest, but the board was actually become a werewolf. That's the thing they wanted to do. Right. But a so lot... it's full of werewolves. Right. You'd think. But then a lot of them were posting to me saying, uh, sorry, look, we're not werewolves, we're Therians. And I was like, what is a Therian? So I looked it up. Therian's short for Therianthro, as I mentioned before. And that was confusing because it's called Become a Werewolf. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now, are we going to read some of these? We are, we're going to read some can of I, these. Can I read this first one because it's a personal favorite? Oh, yes, please do. This is, this, <laughs> I assume you're going to read this in the style of how we read My Immortal? Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put extra emphasis on Zs. 
Okay. Um, so so you'll know when it's supposed to be an Z's S and it, and it kind of buzzes like an insect that yeah. this is Z. Werewolves aren't evil, so either er, lion, or toes people are damn wannabe werewolves. But if they don't really did kill him or take him or something, it's because his son is misunderstood by his father and he doesn't want to be alone or something. No, number one, understands me, and I hate being so lonely. There's no other werewolves here where I live, so he probably just had it. His dad doesn't understand him, and he didn't want others finding out and trying to kill him. Now, this is in parentheses. Werewolf hunters hate them, so he probably hid somewhere to talk to him to get him to understand, because... Werewolves really er innocent and nice unless you get them pissed. Back to parentheses. This Sur- is my favorite part. Sorry, I don't spell right. It's the comp. I don't gotta spell. It ain't grammar class. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for your reply. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I think I, I think I know why no one understands him. <laughs> it's all the more literal it's than all, metaphysical. Yeah, a lot of his words are, are disemboweled, and he just uh, loves the letter Z. Disemboweled? Yeah, disemboweled. Uh, so that was actually the first response I got. It wasn't particularly encouraging. <laughs> I I replied to him. I you know I tried to be reasonable about it. I, I sure. explained to him that you know I I couldn't say if they you know were werewolves or not, but they definitely thought they were, and you know that Dean is a loving father, and Gary's the one who's confused. You know, not Dean. Then I started to get with the replies about Therianthropes and everything. So I apologize to the first guy, Kaz101, who replied to us. That guy before, by the way, was Howls of Fire. I said, you know, so- sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sorry if I'm posting in the wrong place. I looked up Therianthropes. I guess the distinction is that you turn to, from a human into an animal. I assured them that I wasn't blaming him or anyone but the people who were responsible because a lot of them were kind of defensive. They were like, what are you talking about? Like, what, 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 what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I think I was pretty clear that yeah. I'm not posting on a board filled with werewolves accusing werewolves of anything except for the ones that you know took dean from yeah. us anyway so I, I i asked him what i thought was a reasonable question i said uh can you sense emotional disturbances or other supernatural beings sure you know all my real yeah. all my real world leads have dried up so you know what where am i what am i going to do you know his reply was okay he actually said he hasn't sensed anything and that you know he'd ask his pack and, and all that but i i got a i got a great reply from a, a schmuck named triple x qb double x um <laughs> It's uh, it's just this is this is beautiful. This is, Cubby, what's it? Is that like cub? Q U by? I don't know. Maybe it's um. I want to know why it's triple X. I mean, I don't know. You know, by, maybe by triple X. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. Dude, we are not weirdos. We are people who shift into animals, and we cannot sense ghosts and stuff, dumbass. <laughs> and that's Obvious. that's one sentence with no punctuation. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, my, my reply to him was just as cynical as it's supposed to be. I said, you're right. How silly of me to think that people using magic or spiritual powers might be able to sense things beyond the perception of regular humans. <laughs> <laughs> silly me. Silly yeah. me. I sincerely hope that my friend is alive and well and that you learn some manners. Just because you turn into an animal doesn't mean you have to be a jackass. Now, are there were donkeys? Actually, there are in D&D. Really? Yeah, there are, there are were donkeys, at least in advance back in... Uh... You know, Whoa. What was that? Holy shit. What, what the is fuck that? is that? That was really weird. That was fucking creepy. What, what the hell was that? I don't know. 
I, now, wish, I wish X was here. He knows where all the fucking audio shit is. But Now, see, I don't remember much of when I was a, a werewolf. I remember, like, my day-to-day regular life kind of stuff, but uh-huh. I don't ever remember the actual transforming or, or anything. But I do remember a connection to the spirit world, and, and I, I was haunted by ghosts in that old house as I... As I Right, in the Twin Peaks, it was the Twin Peaks episode, right? Twin Peaks episode. Right? Twin Peaks episode. Yeah, we we're, were talking about actual haunting experiences that yeah. we'd had and actual paranormal experiences. And yeah, I mean, like, I remember you told me that ghost story a long yeah. time ago, and it's, I mean, and, it's completely fucked up. Yeah, and so, I don't know, I feel like that was probably only possible because my, my connection to the, the paranormal. And uh, maybe when you're a theanthropope, um, <laughs> when, when I think... Let's just, let's stick with that version. When I think when you're a theanthropope, um, that's beautiful. <laughs> you're the anthropope. When, you're, when I think you're anthropope, maybe you don't have that connection to the ghost stuff. You know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, one way or another, you're pretty fucking mystical. I don't know what that, that yeah. guy. That guy. If if you know, a lot of them on that that board accuse other people of being fake and everything. I, there's one right there. He can't yeah. cannot communicate with the spirit world, but he can turn into an animal. Bullshit. Yeah. Straight up bullshit. Now, could did anyone? Uh sense anything or say they could or and uh you know one of them said they could sense things but he had he didn't sense anything and then uh, a lot of guys were just like hey don't accuse werewolves we're not werewolves and uh, but we you know we hope you're finding a friend they were generally you know pretty nice about it now i'm on the form right now Uh uh-huh and everyone's picture is like kind of like a myspace picture except it's a wolf now are these actually pictures of them like are these mirror (laughs) shots did they like set up their camera with a timer turn into a wolf and then take a picture dude you got me, man. <laughs> you know, you don't remember becoming a wolf. Yeah. Uh, but then again, they're therianthropes, so I have, I have no idea. All bets are off at this point. So the werewolf problem, you know, it seems like it's pretty substantial at this point. It, it isn't a fad in a lot of ways. I mean, I'd say there's way more kids who wish they were werewolves for whatever reason rather than people who actually are werewolves, unless I'm mistaken. I mean, uh, then, that, yeah. That's been my experience in my uh, visits to schools and such. Have, have you ever had kids, like, come out to you? You do. You get the the occasional one who comes up and, and they say, I have something to show you. And then they pull down their pants at the back and you're like, whoa, I can't be doing that. And then a tail pops out and uh, then you have a whole set of, a whole other set of issues to deal with as well as the lawsuit. There's an expression <laughs> on my face. That sounds very complicated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you should be following the kids when <laughs> they're pulling their pants down. I'm just saying. <laughs> they didn't really tell me about all that when I signed up for this, but, uh, you know, I, I try to do well, try to do good for these people. You know, there was actually something that, um, a number that was that was in uh, the forums that I saw in a separate post. It said, if you ever need help, call this phone number. Uh, my name is Kiba. I know the, the elders. I can help at any time. Now, the help they were referring to is, is in regards to, like, werewolf hunters being a werewolf. I think it was in response to a young werewolf, if I remember correctly. So, it's a long shot, but I've kind of been wanting to call this number. I think we should definitely call, because the, the werewolf government, which is... There are lives at stake here. Yeah. They're, the elders are, are probably like the, the, the anthropopes of the, of, the, yeah. of the werewolf Vatican, right? So mm-hmm. let's get um, Keisha on the phone. <laughs> it's Kiba, Mike. Kiba. Kiba. Uh, get we, it right. We want the help. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't, don't want to uh, piss her off. You don't want to rub their fur the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. They hate that. All right, here we go.
Is that spooky noise again? At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. To leave a callback number, press five. Hi, uh, Kiba. Um, I'm a. I saw your phone number on um, the uh, 43 Things forum, and I'm not a werewolf, but a friend of mine may have been attacked by some malicious werewolves. I know that's not a popular opinion, but it's... I mean, there are bad people in the world, so it's, it's, there may be some bad werewolves, and I, we think that our friend was a victim yeah. of, of, these, of these werewolf attacks. So if, if at all possible, um, if you could contact us, um, concerned friend at 43 Things, uh, we're hoping for just any kind of leads. Uh, he's been missing for two weeks, and... Uh, we believe that the uh, the culprit's name was Gary Wallace, who's a, a, a kind of new to this werewolf game, and he's being manipulated by an older werewolf named Lunario von Darkwolf III. Uh, so if you could get back to us, that would be uh, great. Thank you very much. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. To listen one, to your one. message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. To continue one. recording where you left Hit off, one. press 4. Press 1. 1. If I just disconnect yeah. it, it'll be fine. Are you still there? If you are satisfied with your... Okay. We got that crazy hissing back. What is that? Luke, is that you? Luke. Luke, are you there? Luke. Luke? You there, Luke? I seem to have lost... Luke? 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 Hello? Oh, there you are. You alright, man? I don't know what just happened. Did anybody else hear that really creepy sound at the beginning of the phone call? Yeah. There's a whole lot of creepy sounds. It's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the kind of cell phone coverage you get when you're familiar with the elders of the werewolf community. Yeah, I, I imagine the... the Wolfnet. The, it's, it's Wolfnet. It's a mobile phone service. It, it actually... Because if you look <laughs> at what... And it's not so much a network with satellites as it is a network of P-marks on trees. Yeah. And so... And how if you ever look at your coverage map of your of your service, you notice it's focused on cities and and roads. This, if you go to the coverage, you see it's mostly uh, wooded cemeteries. Areas. Yeah, cemeteries, wooded areas, um, places of, of haunting. Uh, you know, it, can it's I made... get dual coverage on my phone? That would be really helpful. Seriously, if you're in a haunted place. Oh, but then if it's got this ghost problem on the phone, I mean that is that mean, it does sound like like things whispering. Well, yeah, and... things are going through the astral plane. And so, you can't have dead people listening in on all your phone calls. Oh, yeah. I talk a lot of shit about dead people. Yeah, <laughs> That's you do. And, like, I'm just going to call up all my buddies at um, RIP Lulz. And uh, we're, a, we're a phone group. We text each other and call each other and, and say horribly rude things about dead celebrities. And there's also all those, like, comic book artists who are dead or whose sons are dead who we talk really <laughs> ill of frequently. Pretty and... much 24-7. Yeah. Well, I guess I won't be getting that phone service. I think we need a break, so uh, real quick, let me butt in with some hot new music. This is a new single from I Fight Dragons, if you can believe it or not. After months and months of being completely and utterly quiet, they released a new song on their mailing list. It's a track called Sorcery, and for everyone that was worried about I Fight Dragons being dead or I Fight Dragons having abandoned their chiptune sound, this is one of their best tracks ever. So what more can I say than that? the moves and she got the power she knows the truth and she calls it thunder she does ballet and she's got a black belt she's not afraid to cast all the bad spells and when 
you think about her? Jet black hair and eyes like a tiger. Has all the fun and flies with the jet set. Did the kissel running under 12 parsecs? century, there's a lot of pressure to become a werewolf or a vampire. And hey, being immortal or being able to lick your own junk sounds cool, but what about the consequences? Killer sunburns and shredded threads make Team Edward and Team Jacob look major league uncool. And hey, I hate my dad as much as the next kid, so why would I want some skeezy wolf dad or Darth Dracula yanking my crank? That's why I'm taking the advice of cool alt-music celebs like Panda Bear, Robert Smith, and Framing Hanley bassist Luke McDuffie to say no fangs. I mean, come on. Underworld wasn't even that good a movie. We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news bulletin. I plan to take over the world. 300,000 volts of electricity. 300,000 volts of electricity. Electricity. My laboratory, always wrapped in allegory Telling my story, never boring Making it work out for me It's a place where I go To work out my psychosis Going through the motions Mixing powerful potions Gonna work that Putting the eyes in the sockets of my minions' faces Making them see Till they reach a final destination Soon unleashed upon all of the nation Building creatures, features, secrets Of my master creation So come on, step up Step up and set this place on fire Let's break down this existence Make this all find its power So come on, step up Step up and set these fuckers on fire Tear it all down and it's full of the lies oh, Come on, step up, step up and set this place on fire Let's break down this existence, make this all what it's fire So come on, step up, step up and set these fuckers on fire Tear it all down and it's full of the lies <laughs> The neck 
Necronomicon, my rusty toolbox, yeah. the juice from the 300,000 volt shocks, yeah. brings to life my army of the undead, and they're coming to snack on what's inside of your head. I'm feeling scientistic, animalistic, cannibalistic, mystic power. You can escape this, you can evade this, you can't sway the switching hour. If you're on the wrong side, then you're gonna get wrecked up. So let this mad doctor check up, check up, or we will step up, step up. Let's have this place on fire. Let's break out this existence, make this all find its power. So come on, step up, step up, and set these fuckers on And a flick of the rip. Check the circus in, I stand back and flip on the switch. Then my soldiers awake. It's a brand new day. Turn to beat, and I hear my creatures start to say. Master, we see you, ready for your command. Just hit our ignition, set us loose on the land. We are ready to serve you. Okay, everyone, come. Let us ride out in the wild and then destroy everyone. So come on, step up, step up, and set this place on fire. Let's break out this existence, make this whole world expire. So come on, step up, step up. What you just heard was Scientistic, a remix. Uh, the song's originally by Benjamin Bear, and the remix is by Sinister Six. I'm getting that weird interference again, and it's gone. Okay. What in the hell is that? Uh, any, I, anyway, I was actually looking through Hex's notes, something I missed out on that's kind of interesting. It's something I didn't know about at all. Is that, that Sorcery track by I Fight Dragons, that's the first track that they've released since Laura was kicked out of the band. Wait, there isn't a girl anymore? Yeah, I, right? I mean, like, I didn't realize that it happened. I mean, that she was fun. We met her. I liked her. She was cool. They had a girl in the band. Instant plus. That made them, like, I don't know, extra cool. I hope they replaced her with another girl. Or, or a dude who's equally as hot. You know what I would really like to see? I would really like to see a band that has a trap as, like, a Ooh, like a lead man. singer. That would yeah. be kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Wild Zero the other day. It's a Japanese zombie flick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, uh, the main love interest is a trap, and she is definitely the hottest person in the movie. Hotter uh, than all the other females. Is and she hotter than Harley Quinn, that famous internet trap? Uh, I don't know. She, that chick's really hot. And yeah, that, a, that's a tough one. What the one. hell is that fucking interference? God. Anyway, Luke, one of the things you do as like a traveling spokesperson for No Fangs is you write songs, right? I do, Wait, yes. you're, you're in a band. You write songs. Actually, before I get into this, and I, I'm gonna—I mean, I'm gonna ask you to play one of your songs because I'm really curious. F- Framing Hanley. Now, I'm sure that's a band that not a lot of our listeners are familiar with. 
but you guys are actually like pretty popular. Tell us about the band, how that got started. So me and the uh, the drummer were have been in bands since we were both in high school, and uh, this is kind of the final iteration of uh, members that we've settled into, and uh, yeah. We actually uh, recorded a couple of demos and sent them off to uh, a guy who lives in Orlando near you guys named Brett Hesla, and he recorded some higher quality demos with us and sent them off to people that he knew, and they signed us to a, their uh, indie label, and, and now here we are. What kind of audiences do you guys have generally? When Mike and I went there, there was a lot of young teen girls there. A lot of, a lot of hot tail. Yeah, Town boy. <laughs> Mike, you're welcome at all shows, and I will always look the other way. <laughs> I mean, I like my teens in the higher level of teens, like... High digits? Yeah, 16. Hi- yeah, you know, like, yeah, 16. <laughs> that's, uh, above, I hate you. that's above the halfway point, so... <laughs> so you round up. Yeah, I, I just round up from that, because I mean... That's practically 30. <laughs> That'll hold up in court every time. Oh, yeah, it, and it does. Let's hear a song. Now, what paranormal creature is this song targeted to? Do you... Do you have songs that target paranormal specific kinds of paranormal creatures? Do you? How does it work? Uh, yes, I have uh, I have songs specifically for vampires and specifically for werewolves. And That's I haven't good. really got to Creature from the Black Lagoon yet, but we're getting there. Well, it's only a matter of time before. I mean, because it's it is based on trends. It, it's we're gonna see a shift to something, and vampires and werewolves have both had their time. Yeah, and it's gonna be something else. I don't know what it's gonna be, but and before long, it, it'll be kids running around with fake gills and flippers all over the place. There's that noise again. It's creepy. Yeah, what the hell is that? See, this is why Hex needs to be here. He can bust the ghost for us, so we don't have to. Is it? I mean, is it a ghost? Is it? It's like it's... It's gone. It's, as soon um, as we start talking about her. Where is Hex? He's still dealing with those cats, I guess. Um, I know from personal experience that cats does not take that long to clean up. He just needs to, <laughs> you know, spank those cats. You just beat that pussy up, all right? God damn it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's hear this werewolf song. This is "He's a Werewolf Now." Hope you enjoy it. I had a friend named a Reverend Brown. He used to be the pastor in town. He always was the nicest guy around. But I found out last Monday the Rev got roughed up Sunday. He got bit by a wolf on the edge of town. Yeah, he's a werewolf now. Yeah, he's a werewolf now. Well, I told him once or twice not to walk home through the woods at night. Yeah, he's a werewolf now. I went out last Tuesday. I met a girl named Susie. I said I was the swellest guy around We started to spending my money She started to calling me honey She bit me when her mouth was way downtown Yeah, I'm a werewolf now Yeah, I'm a werewolf now Well, I told that girl right to her face Ah, you bit me in the dick! now if i have ever heard a compelling argument that is it right there (laughs) one of the many unmentioned hazards of being a werewolf and dating werewolf that's true think about how many dudes dicks you bit mike (laughs) while being a werewolf not like in general oh yeah yeah (laughs) 
Well, I, I, I've got to say that I have, in my human form, I have bitten zero dicks. But <laughs> that is a lie. I have the marks to prove it. <laughs> That's the real reason Brian's never sleeping over again. <laughs> That's the real reason I moved 800 miles away. But uh, there are many times when I woke up in the woods and there was a dick in my mouth and there was nothing attached to it. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. But also awful. Yeah. And you, I am really you, glad that you got over that shit. If you look in the police reports of South Florida, there was a, a, a serial killer. This is something I'm not proud of. Uh, they thought what I was doing was a, ser- a, a, a sick serial killer who was killing people, mauling them like an animal, and ripping their dicks off. And uh, I'm 100% certain it was me, because always after these reports, I had a case of the dick mouth. And, <laughs> is it okay for you to be saying this? Uh, I think there's, there's a statute of limitations. You should be safe. Yeah, definitely safe. Well, if anything, Bob dad will you know sweep it under the table it's my understanding is that that's what happened i would get phone calls in the middle of the night from the anthropope and he would uh (laughs) (laughs) he would tell me that uh everything was taken care of and i would say what man he said you know your dick mouth and i would just (laughs) and i would i would just play stupid because i didn't want to admit it it was embarrassing we've got a number calling us but it's not a number it's it's all like squares, like when you get foreign keys typed in yeah. and your computer doesn't recognize it. Or like, more like missing now. I mean, it might, it might be uh, Kia or Kiba or yeah. Kiba calling us. Let me uh, pick up. Hello, Dean. Dean, is that you? Hello, Dean. Yeah, Dean, it, it's Cap. But uh, holy shit, Dean, where are you? I don't know. Dean, where have you been these two weeks? What's going on? I'm not sure where I am. It's dark. Can't see much. Are you locked up? Are you in a are you in a cave? No. No? No, I don't remember. I don't remember much. It feels like it was just yesterday, but also an eternity. What what was, Dean? I I'm, did Gary, Gary Gary? Gary came to my house. Gary came over and started yelling and going on and on. And then, the next thing I know, I was here. It's been two weeks, Dean. How long have you been there? Do you... I don't know. It's like time doesn't exist here. Do you, is, there, is there any, like, sounds or smells, or is there any kind of clues you can give us? Where... It sounds like nothing and everything. Can it... What does that mean? Is there walls, or how big is the space you're in? I can run. I just run forever, man. I can run as far as I want. I'm not even holding a phone right now. You have Bluetooth? No, I don't even know what that is. I got a hog tooth. Oh, Dean, it's it's really good to hear from you, but this sounds completely bizarre. It, 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 can you see anything? Or yeah, hold on. I can see one thing. There's a light. There's a light real far away. I'm gonna run towards it. Hold on. Whoa, 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 Dean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Hold on, it looks real nice. No, but I'm gonna get it. Hold on, I'm coming. <laughs> no, I'm Dean, coming. don't, don't, Dean, don't, don't, no, don't. Gotta, I can hear something. What do you hear? I can hear something. What do you hear? It's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. <sighs> Dean, I think you might be having a uh, near-death experience, and I don't know how you called us, but I think you've called us. If that's what's happening right now, 
then you need to not go in that light, buddy, because you still want to live. Yeah, it's going to take you away, man. I don't know where you are, but I'm going to find you. Yeah, man, but it feels warm when I get near the light. Dean, Cheryl and Steven, all, Cheryl and Steven are worried about you, man. But all my worries are gone over there, man. No. But your wife and your son, the, the one who's not crazy, they still care about you. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do without yeah. you, man. You stay the hell away from that light. You're not a quitter, Dean. Are you a quitter? No, I reckon not. Then don't you go in that fucking light, man. Dude, who's going right, to, who's going to, you know, keep me in line? If you're gone, dude, I, you know I'm going to turn wild. Yeah, Mike, stop being oh, a yeah. werewolf out of fear of you. I guess I got to do it for Mike and my family, don't I? <laughs> do it mostly for your family. <laughs> no, do mostly for me. Shut up, Mike. Shush. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to turn away. There's something on the other side. It's like a handle or something. No, no, just stay where you are. If there's any way you can tell us like any clues about where you are really, where your body is. Or wake yeah, up. But wake up, Dean. The door over here is not just hello. No, no, no. The sign, the, the sign says hello. <laughs> I, I, are you wait. sure? Are you sure it says? Wait, wait. That's that's not no. That's not no. That's a period. <laughs> don't, don't go through that door. Don't, don't go through that door, Dean. Do you remember anything after what you said? Yeah, I remember Gary came over mm-hmm. and he started acting real weird. He believed these weird voicemails on my phone. He finally came to my place and he was acting like a crazy man. So he started getting all weird and growing up. So I shot at him. And that's the last thing I wait. No. Dean? He came after me. And I started driving and he was on top. Holy shit. What? Oh my God. I don't remember. I, my truck ran into something. That's the last thing I remember. Where am I? You, oh Dean. my God, Cap. Am I dead? Dean, uh. Am I in an afterlife? It sounds like you're in between. And you need to stay right there. We need to resuscitate you. We need to get you back to life. Gotta save me, man. Don't worry, Dean. We're oh gonna... my God! What is that? Dean? Dean? It's gone. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, like he's obviously like trapped between life and death. I think those are some pretty clear signs there. But I think he's on a lot of drugs. That's what I'm going with. Gets... I don't know, what if he's really gone, and, and then the only job he's going to be able to get is to find Michael J. Fox and, and help him be a fake psychic. Well, there could be worse things, really. And, and, and I mean, I think it's a good sign. I mean, he's alive somewhere. I, I don't know how to help him, though. I don't know where he is. I mean, I hope he calls back. From purgatory. Maybe you only get the one call. Oh, God. Uh, I get a lot of phone calls that are just uh, babies crying. Hmm. I think it's uh, unbaptized babies uh, mm-hmm. that probably are abortions of mine. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, um, that's a common misconception. I, I've heard about that a lot, actually. It's actually baby monitors. It's really uh, easy for cell phones and baby monitors to kind of get their signals crossed. Oh, oh okay. okay. Woo! That's, Woo! that's scary. However, if that's happening, chances are a lot of your calls, if you've been like, where's the person on the other end, it's possible it's also been coming out of baby monitors. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh man so i should really stop talking ever period yeah <laughs> oh my god there was that entire 
six years of my life where I just called people pretending to be um, Captain Dick Balls. This sounds good. Go good on. Times. Yeah, and that was you. <laughs> yeah, I just called people up and I'd be like, I'm Captain Dick Balls, Captain of the Dick Balls Police Academy, and I <laughs> would like to in- investigate your scrote. And then I would hang up on people, and I, I I'm really uncomfortable knowing that that's coming out of baby monitors. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay, we've been going at this for a while. Let's go to a track. Okay. We're going to switch things up a little bit, since No Fangs is about all kinds of paranormal creatures. Uh, it's a track called Vampire Killer by Nazo Project. Now, in our mini-sode, Jonna, uh, one of our new video game co-hosts, brought up that there is a 1991 Castlevania album that features some early 90s-style raps about vampires and Dracula. Oh, man, that was some high-quality stuff, dude. I was blown away by how crazy that was. There's actually only a few tracks on that album that actually are in that style. There's a lot of ones that are just kind of like better synth arrangements of Castlevania tracks than were available on games in 1991. But this, (laughs) Vampire Killer, is a killer vampire rap track. I like to think of it as the cop killer of vampires. Admittedly, it's not as brutal. I I wish it was. It's a pretty good name. It's named after the infamous whip that is used in all the Castlevania games. Oh, I'm a tard. There you go. <laughs> so the name of the whip is actually Vampire Killer. I didn't know that either. That's, that's, it, makes feel- it does make me feel a little bit better. At least I'm not a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the track. Afraid to 
I'm a gothic youth. Though I cling to the shadows and find tender respite in the withering arms of death, I cherish my fragile humanity and the fleeting life which is my mortality. Why, you may inquire, would one with as bleak an outlook as I hold on to this meager human life? Why not aspire to be sired by a beautiful pale-visaged vampire and fly through the night air as a glorious arbiter of eternal life and death? Because only in experiencing this dismal human life can one know true longing and sorrow. Only in having a heart pumping life's blood through your weary veins can you lean against a mossy rock with the back of your palm placed ever so daintily on your forehead and mournfully weep. Daggers of woe, surely no one has learnt to weep as deeply as I. Uh, would that I could sleep the slumber of a corpse in the frigid and somber. Only by living can one's existence be truly imbued with such revelatory poetry, lured in its blithe mournfulness. Do as I have done, weary traveler, say no fangs to the noble vampire. If he sets upon you, take your own life, lest you succumb to the morbid joy of life eternal, and renounce the true nature of what it is to be gothic. This has been a gothic youth asking you to say no fangs. Yeah, man, it's your boy, Mr. Fab, man. The yellow bus rider, man. Sean T, the real king of slaps, man. Y'all better act like y'all know who he is, man. Yeah. give y'all one-on-one on how to ghost ride. Look, the streets know just what this is. Ghost riding the whip up and down the strip. The Ghostbusters, they the police. Always want to pull it over for speed. Not me, I get in the scrape. Time marks in the streets look like figure eights. You know where I'm going from the north to the east, just in case you ain't knowing. Baby is a town politics hit the club late, man, trying to holler at a chick. Can't get in the club, got a parking lot pimp. Hey, little mama, come holler at a pimp. What you know about? Give you a whip, buy yourself some shoes, and then your car kicks. Ice up your neck, your hands, and your whip just to hang out the window, stuck with your click. When you get a new car, and you're feeling like a star, okay, okay, what you go to?
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He out of it, is it deep ridden and grinding? Ice in his mouth, you know he big time. Chevy, Buicks, Regals, and Ribby's the first one I seen go spot was Critty Bow. Going dumb, party like Diddy though. Mr. Fab, I'm the prince of the city. just heard was Ghost Ride It by Mr. Fab. That's one of my favorite hip-hop tracks. It references Ghostbusters mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Ghost, and well, we've been having a lot of ghost problems, so I thought it was appropriate. Hey. And motherfucking Hex is back. Holy <laughs> shit. It took you long enough, dude. You, well, you would not fucking believe what's been going on while you were gone. Like, not by a long shot. You guys, I don't even want to hear it. I do not want to hear it with what I had to deal with tonight. What, cat shit? No, 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 no. Um, so, so Diana's, Diana called. She was freaking out about the cats. 
I didn't really understand what was going on. So I didn't really retell whatever she was saying right. I get to my apartment. I'm, I said a bunch of shit, but I, I made it all up. I believe it. <laughs> I get to my apartment, and there's this big hulking figure at my door. Looks over at me, red glowing eyes, and jumps over the balcony. What? I am freaking out. I'm frozen. I, the bats that like hang out at my apartment, they're squawking up a storm. I walk over to my door, and there's like what I assume to be like saliva and scratch marks. Did you taste it? No, I did not it could taste be, it. Could be Dude, jizz. this is serious. That is really serious. So, I, hold on, hold on. So so I walk eyes? in. Yeah. So you think it was like some sort of I don't, mask or I'm going to get all scully on you here. Probably just a crackhead. I don't know what it was. Got but it was, stuff. dude, dude, I have this, I have a standing rule. If any figure is bigger than me. Oh yeah, you're giant. I immediately this thing freak. Is bigger I'm than six you? five, three thirty. Anything that's bigger than yeah. Me. Any, anyone who's not familiar with Hex personally, he is the largest human being in the face of the earth. <laughs> Wait, and you said he jumped over the rails? Yeah. You live on the third floor. Yeah. What? Yeah. I looked over. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, no. Finish so, it because I'm like so I, mean, I, got, I got questions, but I'm not you know. I was it. freaking out, so I, I looked. I looked over the railing. Nothing. Nothing is there. I didn't even hear a splash at the lake. I don't know what happened. So I'm freaking out. I quickly hop inside the house, and two of the cats are right at the door, freaking out, like, ready to jump on me. Uh-huh. Diana runs in, catches them, and drops them and gives me a big hug. She's freaking out because she heard snarling and growling and scratching at the door. She was afraid of what it was. I didn't even tell her what, what I saw because I didn't want her freaking out anymore. Yeah. But Thank God uh, she doesn't listen to the show. Oh, shit. Well, that's my fault, actually. She said she couldn't resist my jokes are terrible. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, I'll keep it up. So uh, the reason I was gone so long is I arranged for Diana to stay with her parents. Uh, and so this is also me kind of going, is it cool if I crash at your guys' place tonight? Cause... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, well, we got a free bed. Oh, we got we got Luke on the line, by the oh, way. Oh, Luke. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, there, buddy. How you been? Other than giant red-eyed creatures jumping off your balcony. No, I have oh a theory God. about that. I don't know if any theories, have, like legitimate theories, have crossed through your mind. Yeah. I'm going with Crackhead. I think Mike was right. Is it in any way possible that it was Gary or Lunario von Darkwolf? Um, well, I've seen, I did some research on Lenario. Lenario is, he's old, so he's kind of scrawny. What, he, in where, have you seen even, pictures of him in werewolf form? Because well, like, he's still smaller than me in werewolf form. How would you know? Because I've seen pictures. He has a freaking You've Facebook. seen pictures of him in werewolf form? He has a freaking Facebook. That's, God, he really took that internet thing to the next level. Yeah, he did. I'm actually kind of proud of him. Um, but, <laughs> but Gary, I actually had a theory it was Gary. I'm kind Dude, of freaked out at this point. Well, let me tell you what happened to us. Okay. Dean called us. Holy shit. Yeah. So you see how maybe when you came in and sat down with the story, how, you know... Well, anyway, <laughs> Dean called us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took a while to figure out. It wasn't a phone number. It wasn't his phone number. It wasn't a phone number at all. It, it was, called us. It was like Missing No called us. We think he is teetering between life and death, and he called us from the afterlife somehow. Seriously, what are we doing I think here? he's a crackhead. <laughs> well, um... Since it looks like we've got this ghost thing going on, I, maybe oh, all yeah. this interference has been Dean somehow. Like, I, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, ghost thing? We've been getting all this weird static, like weird static. It sounds like kind of mechanical whispering. I don't really know how to describe it right. When I was like, so I, I, I 
took Diana, we threw the cats in the car. She was listening to the iPod on the way there, but she took it with her on the way back and listened to the radio. I could not get a single station. I kept on hearing weird whispering. I know who this is. And this, this is a problem that I have kept a secret for a long time. Crackhead ghost? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, uh, probably a crackhead ghost. As an as a extremely young child, way before I even became a werewolf, uh, I had some sort of connection to, to the paranormal. And I accidentally brought something over from hell into this world. Way to go, man. What? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to attribute all this stuff to Dean, but what the hell are you talking about? Okay, well, when it, when it rains, it pours, and it pours shit. Okay, so I think... You got a point. I, I <laughs> definitely got a point. When I was an extremely young child, like five, I, you know, I like the Ghostbusters animated series, and so I was like, I'm going to draw my own book of monsters. Okay. And so I drew a bunch of monsters. I had some wolfmen. I had some mummies. I had some, some you know, ghosts. It was all pretty standard standard stuff. Nothing, nothing really creative because I'm not that smart. Well, you were also, what, five? Yes, but I was also a very stupid child. <laughs> but I drew this one image, and it, it frightened me. It frightened me, and... and, and you, I you drew something, and it frightened yeah, you? Yeah, I drew something. <laughs> and what? Yeah, I drew... That is such a provocative thought. And when I was done, <laughs> I was scared of what I had drawn. And, and it was a, a ghost, and his name was Spookamus. 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 And Spookamus... Are we going to get in trouble for saying his name? Uh, yes. Don't say it three times. <laughs> he just did. <laughs> God damn it. I am fairly certain that he is some sort of malignant force from hell, and uh, he's been causing problems. Well, what does he look like? I mean, it's just a ghost, like a little ghost shape? Uh, no, he looks like jagged purple spikes. <laughs> yeah. Like Gengar? No, 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 no. More like, uh, take a purple crayon uh-huh. and draw a bunch of w's next to each other and then connect them with a bunch of m's okay this isn't working at all can you (laughs) can can you can you draw this for us can you draw it for like the show so i can yeah put it on the internet or something i'll I'll draw him right now so we can embarrass you publicly yeah i'll draw him right now (laughs) you see this the thing so terrifying that Michael Pandel as a child looked at what he'd drawn and screamed like a girl. You know, we've already said his name three times. Because his testicles had not yet descended. And now you're drawing him. Is this really a wise decision? This is, this, is uh, well... Is this like going on a Friday the 13th at midnight to a mirror and saying Bloody Mary? This, well, yes. <laughs> okay. That's, as long as we exactly know... like that. <laughs> but this is a being who has been haunting me for quite some time. And if we've got supernatural problems, we might be able to exploit this. How? I don't know. Rough him up. This is, this is <laughs> rough up a fucking ghost. They're <laughs> corporal. Get her. <laughs> you don't learn from the examples of pop culture. It's like, don't build computers named Cyberdyne anything. God don't, damn don't, it. Look at this little monster. That's kind of creepy. Don't design a, a machine that looks diabolic. I learned that one from a very good source. It's like a jagged mouth with a pumpkin face inside of a jagged mouth yeah a bunch of a bunch of w's you know lots of spikes that is that is evil embodied yeah that is what that and is. so i drew something and then i don't think it was my creation 
I think you it, think your hand was guided. I think it was held. There are no dicks on that, so yeah, Mike yeah. was not involved directly. Exactly. Like, well, he was also five, so didn't no, you should see that the rest. does not matter. You should uh, see the rest of this. Book. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> fact. Children are more susceptible to like the you know the extracorporeal, the supernatural. And so now I, I pretty much severed my ties to the supernatural when I cured myself from being a werewolf. Okay. When you prayed it away. Yes. When I I stopped praying to the anthro pope and I just started praying up to the real pope. Okay. And super pope. Uh, super pope. Now this this guy right here, I, I think he could be. I don't know. Just just a thought. You know, maybe that was Spookmas at your door. I didn't see much purple in this. It was. Mm. He's definitely purple. Yeah. He's definitely way purple. Yeah, I don't think a ghost would manifest itself as Hex's door. This thing has a tie to you. I mean, maybe maybe it's wiggling its fingers in our connection. I don't know. Well, I I think that Spookmas is a hitchhiker. He likes... Wait, like the uh, Disney Haunted Mansion? There's at the end of Hitchhiking ghosts. There's three hitchhiking ghosts at the end of Disney's Haunted Mansion. Okay, yes, exactly like that. But I'm saying when you open up a doorway to the supernatural, to the afterlife, to to the hell dimensions, and, you know, let's just say you're summoning a good old wealth demon, right? And you're like, I'm going to summon a wealth demon. Well, hitchhikers are are, are malignant spirits and and ghosts that like to tag along. And so um, Spookmas was, you know, able to connect with me as a child, but maybe he is riding this, this train of evil of, of evil of dean basically dean reaching out and contacting us he could be uh trying to weasels his little purple fingers in here interesting uh well i fucking hope not yeah we got enough problems i mean like like I, you know vampires and werewolves i can kind of wrap my head around but ghosts are another mess entirely yeah i mean like what do we know about ghosts well i don't and, and, and how they can interfere with machines and all well that. i play a shit ton of video games and i Duh. read it and i read a shit ton of video game news and i uh go to uh, a, a website that's rather infamous and i i lurk around all sorts of different boards whatever you know is tickling my fancy and sometimes one of those boards is x where there are stories of the paranormal and uh-huh to a group that's you know our generation or younger so they're heavily influenced by video games things like pokemon and there is this crazy crazy thing that happened supposedly on February 27th, 1996, there was a lot of deaths in Japan it related to the game Pokemon. Specifically... What? Like red and blue? Red, blue, and green. Specifically to Lavender Town. What? Yeah. Now, Lavender Town is where the Pokemon Tower is. Right. And it's, and it's got some creepy music when you're there. But the music we heard in America and in most versions in Japan is different from the original release. The original release had some really creepy fucking music, which apparently drove some kids insane, and they killed themselves. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. According to this, there was 11 cases of obstructive sleep apnea, um, severe migraines, and some other long words that I don't know. Then 12 cases of irritability, insomnia, addiction to video games, of course, nosebleeds, and and, and violent streaks, cluster headaches, irritability... Then they took some painkillers that went away. Sluggish and slowish behavior, unresponsiveness, developed into deafness, and then went missing. Body discovered alongside the road. Whoa. A couple, a couple days later. Is this real? Uh, you know. I have also read this, so it must be true. I mean, this is the internet, so y- there's no way to really back it up. But, I mean, creepypasta is creepy. There's all sorts of, of cases, people finding code, talking about being buried alive. I mean, the whole thing about uh, Lavender Town is, is just, it's weird. I mean, in-game, 
supposedly Gary or Blue, one of his Pokemon dies there, uh, which is pretty much canon because really that happens. I mean, I don't remember that happening. Well, you have to really look at his lineup because every time you encounter him, his group of Pokemon increases, and eventually he's missing one, and he talks about how possibly one died in that part of the game. Huh. It's uh, he had a he had a he had a, a Rattata, and in the third battle it evolves into Eradicate. But then in, in the fifth battle at the tower, he no longer has it and says that he pushed it too hard and he will, you know, better himself as a trainer. Now, wow. Yeah, you really, ha- you really have to be paying attention to which Pokemon he has every battle to notice right. that. And so that was just kind of a creepy thing that, you know, unsettled a lot of people. But, but what, what you're saying is that the theory is the music actually... The music was actually creepy. I mean, there's a... You can listen to the original versions on YouTube and... Apparently, it doesn't translate through YouTube, but there's uh, supposedly certain tones that um, cannot be heard by fully developed ears. So as adults, we can't hear them, but as a child, you can pick them up. Kind of like a dog whistle that drives you insane. Never heard of that before. Yeah. I I I have. Really? Well, they got those mosquito tones that you can't hear after after a certain age or something. Uh So it's something similar to that. Weird. Huh. That's Yeah, I saw commercials for that when I'm watching Degrassi. It's like, get the ringtone that your yeah. adults can't hear. Oh, I didn't really... I thought that was just like, oh, it sounds like a mosquito, but it's actually a cell phone. I didn't well, realize no, it was it's, like... Well, no, it's that, that concept is that that is something where it's like, as you get older, you lose fidelity in your ears, so you can't hear things as well as you could with your younger wow. ears. Yeah. Yeah. That's really strange. I, I, I've heard the same thing. That sounds about right. Uh, something that showed up early in September was a copy of Majora's Mask, apparently. I heard about this. I, there's a haunted copy of yeah. Majora's Mask. I never wait, followed wait, wait, up wait, on wait. it. Wait, a haunted video game? Yeah, yeah. That sounds really intriguing. I mean, I, I, I've watched every episode of, of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And I, I've watched every episode of Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. And all sorts of weird shit. Ghosts get trapped in computers and, and all the time, according to, to this popular fiction. Right. I, I guess it, it's possible. I mean, what is what is a ghost? I mean, how does the human brain work? It's like electromagnetic patterns running in the brain. But the concept of a soul being so tied to a certain object, that object being a video game, yeah. in this day and age, is not too far I, You know what I what I thought about when I first um, heard about this was that uh, in the Nintendo 64 generation of games, it was in such an awkward space between the development of 3D mm-hmm. and where it was going that there was still so much that, about the graphics that were awkward, that were interpretive, and there were so frequently like bits of code left around where you'd see something you weren't supposed to and things would get really weird and it actually make me feel uncomfortable like there's weird stuff like how boris running away at the end of goldeneye and how if you follow him fast enough you watch him fade into a corner yeah and it's fucking creepy yeah yeah and it was just weird because it was like okay bodies fade after a certain point but okay what do we do with this programmers hadn't gone that far yeah you're under a deadline you're like you got five hours to do this figure it out well you don't have that case of well what happens if they actually chase him of course you know it's like one of the best games on n64 you're gonna try every weird thing possible oh yeah oh yeah you're going to spend a lot more time playing that game than they are going to be developing. Yeah, exactly. So this copy of Majora's Mask, it's a very long creepypasta. It's almost TLDR. That's too long, didn't read, which I only found out recently. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're an idiot. We're on different websites, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went to this, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, long post is long. And I scrolled down, and there's YouTube videos, and I started watching them, and I was like, whoa, this is actually kind of creepy. So, so then I went back and I read the whole thing. And, you know, 
it's not the most well-written thing, but as far as creepypastas go, it's pretty well-written. It's about a, a kid, you know, college kid. He, you know, he's got a Nintendo 64. He, he's beaten Smash Brothers too many times. He decides he's going to go out into town, see if he can pick up some N64 games at yard sales. He lucks out, gets a couple good finds, but then he sees, like, an obviously creepy man straight out of Courage the Cowardly Dog um, <laughs> just standing there, and he, he's... Freaky Fred. <laughs> <laughs> The guy ends up giving him a game, which is Majora's Mask, but written in Sharpie on a blank cartridge. And he he takes it home, and the kid's playing it, and he says there's some, some glitches, and, and it, there was a, a save file there, and it said Ben. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool that the save file's still there. Out of, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to start my new own game. No reason to delete it. Yeah. And he kept playing, and it, he named his character Link, as everyone does, playing the game, and it kept calling him Ben. And he was like, okay, he's like, there's some sort of glitch. It's, you know, it's drawing from the wrong hex data. So he's like, okay, that's, that's weird. Some, it's an old game. There's some Something. memory faults. Yeah. You guys heard that banging, right? Yeah. Hearing what? I thought that was, like, you or Brian or... No, that was, like, in my headphones. I'm not hearing any of that. I'm only hearing I, Mike. I heard, I, heard a, I heard a couple thuds. I'm hearing the creepy background noise. Hmm. Okay, well, it's so telling you, man. I'm telling Keep you, rolling. It's yeah. Spookamus. He's trying to get in. All we need is a motherfucking, you know, campfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you afraid of the dark? The Midnight shit? Society. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's, he's playing this game, and it's, you know, it's fucking up. It's showing scenes from the cutscenes randomly, and he ends up getting uh, fed up that it keeps saying Ben, so eventually goes and deletes the save data. And then it starts saying his name is just a blank space. And he's like, oh, God damn it. This that's, is, yeah. Okay. That's when the shit hit the fan. And all of a sudden, he was, like, teleported to strange areas. Randomly, you would hear Link screaming. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like for no reason? Yeah, like, when you die. Like, <laughs> just, like, Ugh. over and over again. And he was just like, what the hell is this? Why wouldn't so he just so turn there's, off there's the videos game? of this, right? There's videos of this, absolutely. Because, oh like, God. he started to go, what the, what, what the fuck is this? And started, you know, recording it. And, uh, but honestly, like when this shit happens, why doesn't he just turn it off? Well, he was like, he was interested. Okay, this okay, is, I can it, buy that. I guess I in theory, that. it's not going to come out of the TV and get him. Yeah, right. In theory, because yeah. So, so he's playing this game, and it's there's a part in the game with a really creepy Link statue, and uh, it, it started following him around and randomly teleporting behind him. And, and oh, that's creepy. That's like that one game where it's like a Sherlock Holmes game. Yeah. Where where every yeah. time you turn around, Watson is always right behind. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm gonna post a link to that. That's terrifying. Yeah, that thing. That's some scary shit. So yeah, he he just kept running from this thing, and he was just taken into the weird places in the game, and then all of a sudden it started to say like your turn, Ben. Like Ben died. Like started to say all this weird stuff. Yeah. And um, eventually he gets teleported to the final fight area. And Skull Kid's there, and whenever he tries to do anything, Link bursts into flames, screams, and dies. Holy shit. Then the game starts over. He selects his save data. Dean? Someone else hear that? Yeah, no, we all hear that. Okay, that I hear. Spookamus? Spookamus, get the fuck out of here. I'm not even kidding. Whoa. Yeah, that did just happen. That's weird. Holy crap. <laughs> That's really... What uh, the hell? Okay. Yeah. Uh, We're... Sorry. 
Link dies, and then what? Uh, and then he goes into the save data, and Link's just sitting there dead. It doesn't, like, start over. It's like he's still on fire, a corpse, laying there. Oh, my God. And then the, the shit even gets weirder. And apparently the, the, the story goes on, and he says he started to feel, like, really ill, and eventually he went missing, and this was all posted by uh, his college roommate. The creepypasta. He had typed up the creepypasta and then said he was going to... Uh, That's complicated. He was going to do some stuff with it, you know, probably post it on X, and then, boom. He's gone. Jeez. What is what? that? What is that? Once for yes, twice for no. Okay, that's just <laughs> sure. what that one means. Okay, okay, guys, guys, we're dealing with the aliens from Close Encounters of the Third Color. <laughs> oh, shit. What that was... sounds like a stylophone, actually. Like the musical instrument. Yeah. That yeah, Dean had the record. Dean, Dean Dean owned a stylophone. Yeah. He let me play with it once. What the hell? Sounds like a Simon says. Well, I mean it's a really it's a really primitive electronic instrument. Well, just coming through like is uh, like are we getting levels on this you, yeah is, where's this coming from it, I guess we're getting levels on it I mean it's all it's all yeah you it's know, audacity so it's all on one channel there's, all no, way we can tell. there's no way we can it could be one. coming from anywhere and since since we've got a couple guys on Skype like yeah. we just have a doorway open to the internet dude don't even talk like that which is basically hell Dean is that you Spookamus? I don't know, man. Whoa. How do we... What was... Which one was yes? Once was... for yes, twice for no. Alright. What's a little ditty? I have no idea what to make of this. Let's... I can barely hear you guys anymore. It sounds like a fucking wind tunnel. Yeah. <sighs> Should we cut to a song or yeah, something? Yeah, let's cut to a song and try to figure this out real quick. I mean, maybe it's just the electronics. We should do a check. You're here now, so you can yeah, actually I'll, have a look Yeah, I'll, I'll do a diagnostic. Uh, okay, coming up. <laughs> Jesus, it sounds so fucking loud. Uh, <laughs> I, do we want to play the Lavender Town track I found? Yeah, yeah, let's play the Lavender Town track. This is by Poke Remix Studio. It's a Lavender Town remix. So it's it's that spooky track remixed. We'll, we'll be right back.
This is French-American actor Christopher Lambert. When I'm tempted by the beast of Outworld, I just say, no fangs. <laughs>
They'll put an arrow in your weak spot. Okay, I think we've gotten the sound straightened out. It may have been uh, just an audio thing that I screwed up because I don't usually do the audio. Yeah, I tweaked with everything, so full diagnostic. I mean, it sounds better already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, well, I did it. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and we're all, thank, thank we're you, all still here. Thank you, Hex. Cool. Uh, while, we, while we were gone, we actually talked about an, another video game spooky thing that came up that Mike and I both heard of. Yeah, it's... Uh... That's why, which is why we played the song we just did, Skeletons by Bobby Yarsalik, who we interviewed in the first episode of Season 4 in the Minecraft segment. Yeah, you were talking... Okay, so I'm still, I'm still the, you're the st- Minecraft You've still noob. never played Minecraft. And this is partially so I can, like, do art. Which is good. <laughs> Thank your lucky stars. And by the way, the Minecraft server that Nerdy Show set up is fucking booming. You can go on there on That's a daily basis. Hear. It explodes. I've never seen the server empty. There's always people there. Yeah. And guys, oh my god, I'm so impressed with all the work you've done. It's yeah. incredible. It is. I mean, I go on less frequently than you know some of the other guys. But when I go on, holy Shit, you know, away. you know what we should do. When I get my PC set up, I'm doing it. Oh my God, Brian, that's incredible. Dude. That's a that's a commitment, man. It's we we should have a monument competition. Whoever can oh, make man. the most impressive monument to Nerdy Show on the server. There's already so many. No, like, but the, like now we're announcing this. I, I don't I don't know, Hex. It's there's already there's already I have a dirty uh, dick tower. I mean I mean I, I mean the conversations I see alone. People want to build like. Uh, Earthbound shrine for Cap oh and a uh, Robo shrine for Brian. Uh, like, like, and there's already a shrine for every Lantern Core, including the Amber Lamps. Yes. Holy yeah. Shit. Okay. Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like every which is ma- which is here. which is an, a lamp made out of solid gold bricks, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Which shit. is very difficult to do. What did they did they say what they want to build for me or did they? I, I don't. They're, I, they're, they're there going was, to. I'm you're just, nobody. No, there was something specifically for you in the conversation. It was a. But I mean, the, it was unimportant. It's amazing oh. what we what we've uh, seen on there. It's amazing what they've all done. And it, I st- I did an article last week just about the things I saw in the first week of it starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're actually talking about like kind of making it a weekly article because there's just so much on there. I can't let it go by without documenting it and, and showing all the amazing things that have happened. Like I'm I'm I go on and I you know I kind of like I'm like I want to do some monotonous digging. And so I do that, and I've been working on this hole for a while, and I'm pretty proud of it. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I started this hole. The world was like, it was off in the corner where no one existed. I come out, and I'm surrounded by fortresses, like, <laughs> on every side. And I'm like, what the shit? I was in a secluded part of the world, I thought, and just everything creeped over to where I was on the week I wasn't on and developed. That it, reminds me of that one episode of Futurama recently with the uh... – the robotic evolution where shit happened, like entire eras alter overnight. Yeah. That's what it sounds like on this freaking server. No, it's amazing. It's like you're there one day, you're an attractive like wilderness. Oh, God damn it. Okay. What? That, I totally, I did a full diagnostic check. That's not on our end. <sighs> I don't hear it. It's, what it's, is it's that? It's coming, coming in kind of low this time, but. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's all right. Uh, all right. Well, that brings up brings up kind of where we were going with this before we got sidetracked by how awesome our Minecraft server is. Yeah. Um, um, and thanks again, guys. Wow. Um, one of the earliest, I guess I want to say, like, rumors or Minecraft legends. Urban legends. Yeah, I would say a, a digital legend. A digital legend. Because um, Minecraft is every world that you make is a big world. It's yours. Yeah. Um, and it's an indie game, so you never really understand what's going to be in there. Yeah. The, the, the story is, is that the, a guy was on a, a single-player game. 
You know, he's just playing single player because that's that's where shit is dangerous. And he had the fog set to high. That's his level of view yeah. because oh. he was running on like kind of a, a shitty computer. Yeah. So it was like pretty close to him. It was at the lowest setting. So so he saw some movement, thought it was a cow, when wanted to go punch that cow to death because he probably wanted some leather armor. As, what as, you do. as one does, that's what I do whenever I see a cow in real life. You're hungry. Uh, yeah. And so he went and he saw it, and it was another player in the default skin. And he was just like, what the fuck? But lingering in the fog, yeah. just could just barely see him, piercing white eyes. Yeah. And so like it, well, he was on an online server, this thing actually messaged him and went under the username Herobrine, telling him to stop because he was pursuing it, and he kept you know, moving back in the fog, he was never able to get close enough. So he, he didn't know what to do, and he, he started a, a discussion on the Minecraft message boards, also getting messaged by this Hero Brian character, telling him to stop. What? Yeah. And then the profile for this person would 404 him whenever he went to it. So it didn't make any sense. He asked all sorts of questions, and then finally he started to talk to someone who actually was working at Minecraft. And he, there he, was a there was a group kind of like a yeah. because all the messages about this thing just like ended up getting 404. There was a group that was discussing it off those boards. Yeah, and he eventually found them because he was you know still asking questions. The, People who had also seen this thing. Right. They they went into it and they found out it was a name used by a Swedish player. And Minecraft is developed by Notch. Notch is a Swedish dude. Yeah, Marcus Person. Mark Marcus Pearson. With all yeah. kinds of like funky letters in there, you don't yeah. think you're gonna be in that name. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he heard from the, this guy who was talking to him and, and discussing stuff that Hero Brian was the brother of Notch. And so he was like, Alright, this guy's the brother of Notch. I'm just gonna email Notch directly and Notch hit him back and said if he had a brother and Notch said I did, but he's no longer with us. So he took some screenshots of this eyeless man in, in And they're really eerie at the edge of the oh, yeah. fog, just standing there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see. It's pretty creepy stuff. And there's a big Minecraft Halloween update coming at the end of the month, which is fucking exciting. It could change everything. It could make our server multiplayer survival, actually. What? Well, what was that? Hello? Hello? Okay, that I hear. That's way more ominous than normal. Yeah, that stuff before was like random noise. That This is organized. That's... And now it's gone. Okay. Um, you know what I like? I like being really far away from the recording office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Agreed. Asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, so server <laughs> a multiplayer survival. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, we don't we don't actually know the the extent of this update, but we might actually get a survival server. It might be that we're gonna all these fortresses are gonna have to get fortified because creepers are gonna come and blow them up. We don't know. We don't know. The only monsters we've seen are every so often one of us pops into a mossy cobblestone room, which is another one of the creepy things that happens in Minecraft. Is that buried in the earth are these completely hidden rooms covered in mossy cobblestone that have, like, a treasure chest inside of it and the thing that spawns endless monsters of a certain type. Because Minecraft is inherently a very creepy game, and so it's no surprise this rumor started. And actually, Notch's officially responded to this rumor and has joked in the past that he's going to add Herobrine into the game. And then he said he's not going to add Herobrine to the game. Or if he does add Herobrine to the game, it's going to be different. And with this Halloween thing where you're going to be able to harvest pumpkins and make completely useless helmets out of them <laughs> and teleport to hell to travel long distances... 
if there's ever an update that's going to have Hero Brian in it, it's probably going to be this one. So there's yeah. a chance that he might actually be hiding Hero Brian or something like that into the game just to torment you. I don't know. Oh my gosh. You know what? Notch can just rock me to sleep at night then, because if I see that thing, I'm never, I'm never going to bed again. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be unsettling, because Minecraft is an unsettling game. You're constantly paranoid. You're constantly watching out for your ass. And this update is actually, I mean, torches burn out. Torches burn out. And then when you're in caverns in the darkness, under the ground, you need the torches. You need the torches. That's the only thing that keeps the monsters away. Yeah. And now the torches burn out, and you need more torches the deeper you go. This game is terrifying by itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We've been so, like, overtaken by all the ghosts and weirdness that we, uh, it's been a while since we asked you to play a song for us, Luke. Um, yeah, why don't I brighten things up here? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh wait, Luke's playing his music. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, he, he when with no fangs, he does songs to like you know youth groups and schools and so on to try to show them why it's bad to turn over to these paranormal you know experiences. Right, right, right. So what you got for us, man? I have keep on the sunny side for you. This is Yay. this one's for the vampires out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see what we got. Thank you. How do Vampire AIDS work? Is that a is that like a creative license that you're taking, or is that a real thing? Uh, you know, most mostly they can't really catch many diseases because they're technically dead. But the Vampire AIDS will sneak right up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. Well, let's cut from that music into some more music. This is Octorock by the Icarus Kid. Oh my gosh! So Brian, tell us how you found out about the Icarus Kid because you're the one who introduced me to him. All right, here's how it went down. He emailed me. Brilliant story. <laughs> I can this is see. Why I'm a writer. I can see why you're a writer. <laughs> Just man. So many layers. Uh, super duper. <laughs> That's better than anything you've written. I know. Well, but the simple fact is that I've heard this this music by the Icarus Kid, and it is awesome. Chip it's tunes. Phenomenal chip tunes. All this stuff is great. You should check it out. So here's Octo Rock. Thank you. 
Hola amigo, has sido sola por la noche y oyo el grito lacimerto del chupacabras. ¿Tiene usted triste? Sin embargo, llenar su corazón con nostalgia. El deseo de caminar hacia afuera en los pastos en la luz de la luna y tomar ventaja de la bestia más noble de Dios, la cabra. Usted no está solo. Yo soy famoso actor puertorriqueño, Benicio del Toro. Y como tú entiendo la tentación de sucumbir a los deseos de los chupacabras. Después de ver los amigos y la familia perdido de esta manera monstruosa de la vida. Una y otra vez he dicho, no comillos. Si puedo hacerlo, usted puede hacerlo. No se espandejo. Si usted se convierte en un chupacabras, te mataré. La paz con vosotros. So in between the songs, there was a no fangs PSA that they uh, they asked us to play about chupacabras. 
and not becoming a chupacabra. Now, I uh, can't really follow that one. For starters, it was all in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and I guess that's a problem with the Latin American communities. I, I don't know. Uh, Luke, Mike? That, that is the problem. So, we all know vampires, how you become a vampire. We all know how you become a werewolf. For Ch- those that don't know, now, chupacabra. Chupacabra. That's now, a goat sucker. That's hey, man. Anyone can suck a goat. Chupacabra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know what I'm talking. So, about. I mean, what I'd always well, I heard. Don't, I don't. I don't know if you just suck a chupa, suck a goat, and you you're you turn into. No, the the goat bites you, and, and then you turn into a chupacabra. Well, okay, this, now I'm really confused. Goats. Where's well, the sucking in If that's the definition. Well, then, when you're the chupacabra, then you you suck the goats right back. It's so, like this so wait, antagonistic you, relationship. Do you get bit by the goat and then you suck them and then you become a chupacabra? Or no, you no, just... no. You get bitten by the goat and it's you know it's like a vampire. No. Or if you're bitten by a mummy, you no. become one. What I heard was is that the goat sucker is a kind of like giant thing the size of a small bear with like quills on it that actually sucks the blood out of livestock. Hold on, hold on. This to is serious. To be fair, I am making up everything. I'm I'm saying right now. Okay, I was really okay. concerned because my best friend Bob has been bitten by more than his share of goats. All right, what you need to do, is he goat farmer, is you need. He grew up in in Listen, the farm country. You need to go to Beast Tube, and he liked to make fun of goats. Go, just go to Beast Tube. <laughs> all right, no, and just type in goat sucking. Okay? No, and no, you will see <laughs> what. Do it for him. Like, that's the only way he'll learn. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is how you become a chupacabra. You just do this horrible deed with a goat. That is unnatural. We all know that... Uh, it's the love that has no name. Oh, it does have a name. <laughs> Tufilia. <Core> fucking. <laughs> we all, we all know that, that, that goats are from Area 51. No, they're older than that. Okay, dude, you have totally. You been are on... full of shit. No, you have been. You have been. You have been going to crazyfuckingconspiracies.com way too much. Dude, that guy's funny. <laughs> All right, funny. he's That's... funny, but he's dangerous. <laughs> I've been asking him a lot of questions. All right, and I am learning so much about the world. Wait, is that guy serious? Yeah, that, that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, he's, as far as we know, he's serious, but... Uh, oh, oh, my God. I mean, I think he's hilarious, so I've emailed him, so we're tr- I'm trying to get him on the show. Spoiler alert, but, you know, we'll see if that happens. I don't have... High we joked about, about Brian running that blog, but that was a joke, because I didn't realize that was a, an actual blog. Yeah. I actually got a, a pretty lengthy email from that person, all in caps. <laughs> Same. Was it legible? <laughs> he he blames Brian Clevenger for the the. Impact. What did I do? Because you said that you ran it. We joked about that, and Never. and now he thinks it's serious. Uh, I, I, any, we actually, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta put the brakes on this for just okay, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so is what, another, what, the another song that we heard, and I, I do want to talk about this. The song that we heard was a song by the non-commissioned officers. Hmm. I don't know if you remember the non-commissioned officers, Mike, because you were kind of drunk at the time. But they opened for the Proto Men at the Act Two release party. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I'd never heard of them before. Oh yeah, yeah. No. We were in Nashville. They put on an amazing show. I, I was haunted by an old Tennessee ghost. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Jack Daniels. Yes, <laughs> he had possessed me, and I was under his spirits. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike, you, you have created the Jack Daniels Halloween ad campaign. How are you not rich? I don't know. That's amazing. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, the the non-commissioned officers or non-coms as they're frequently shortened, they were on the stage, they were putting on an amazing show, 
and they said, hey, we got an album that just came out. It's a double-disc album that's soundtrack to a movie called Make Out With Violence. What? And I said, okay. And I went over, and they were. it was a double-disc album. It was called Make Out With Violence. It said it was a soundtrack to a movie, but I was like, there's no way this is a soundtrack to a movie. I thought it was just like a, a gag. People say funny things on stage because like, they have the ridiculous titles like Scrotality. Yeah. It's both a score and like a soundtrack album at the same time. Both are uniquely amazing. All the tracks are very different from each other. It is a real movie and the band directed the film. <laughs> it, and, and that band exists because of the film. Oh, that's awesome. This is crazy. I'm going to try to make a long story short. The filmmakers formed the band because they were writing the soundtrack to the film as well and ran out of money. And they earned money as a band and funded the rest of the film. And now they're bigger as a band. Like they played Bonnaroo this last year Whoa. than the film is. <laughs> so Wow. It's a very unconventional zombie movie. It's like a zombie art film about this like prom queen disappears one day. And this little boy who'd always like kind of loved her because she babysat him and stuff finds her zombified, chained up to some trees in the woods. And so his older brother, who is always in love with her takes her to his friend's abandoned summer home and keeps her all summer long. And shit gets really fucking weird. Whoa. Weirder than that, you say? It's a really cool movie. And it's got tracks am- like Scrotality. With an, <laughs> with an amazing soundtrack. Oh, that needs to be a new finishing move in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> scrotality. <laughs> and if you're doing it to a girl player, they grow a scrote. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Only they are ripped off. <laughs> Wait, maybe they kill you with their scrote. Oh. So the girls have to grow one. Yeah, Futanari. Yeah, Futanari. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Oh, um, the words I wish I'd never learned. <laughs> Those words are nerdy show. <laughs> it's coming out on DVD later this month. Uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a link to where you can pick it up in the album and all that. And I think it's going to be on Netflix soon also. So completely separate note i said i was going to talk about stylophones yeah actually then i thought about talking about stylophones and i thought about well maybe i could just talk about weird instruments in general stylophones are really cool they're a little uh, handheld electronic instrument invented in the early 60s and uh they've been used in a lot of famous songs lots of musical composers just use them as a quick way to like bring around like a synthesizer put together a song really quick because it's like having a keyboard in your pocket so people yeah. have been doing this for a long time and people use them for like really famous songs like space oddity has yeah. like a, some stylophone in it Icky Thump by the White Stripes has, like, stylophone solos in it. That's what that sound is. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a very simple electronic instrument, so it's got a really raw sound. It's pretty neat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a callback to an earlier episode real quick. Didn't you guys once play, it was like the Mario theme done on stylophones and banging on pots and pans or something? We sure. Did, we did play a really ha. funky Mario track that might have been had stylophone in it. Possibly. I don't... I mean, you, you're the music director, Hex. You don't remember this? Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to... I know... That's a pretty funky track, Hex. That is. I know... Show me how you do it. <laughs> like, I'm remembering the Zelda track done all in Heineken beer bottles. Oh, that's awesome. You know what else you can do in a Heineken beer bottle? And I, I've heard of Final Fantasy no. IX <laughs> battle two. track that's only done mm. with a guitar and a cell phone. Oh, you want you want to hear some kind of a nerdy stylophone track from recent time? Yeah. I would love to hear one. Okay, dig this. Um, I found this when I was digging up some dirt on style phones. There's a 2007 Doctor Who audio drama about the eighth Doctor, the one who only had a, a yeah. television movie. Yeah. It's called The Horror of Glamrock. I assume this is somewhat based on David Bowie. And in the story, a glam rocker in 1974 is contacted by aliens through his stylophone, and playing a certain tune on the instrument summons the aliens to Earth. 
Awesome. And there's actually, during this um, audio drama, a fake glam rock song called Children of Tomorrow. And you can actually listen to the track. You can actually get the track on iTunes. We have it linked through the site. And it's performed by Stephen Gately, who's one of the lead singers of Boyzone. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I Whoa. love Boyzone. <laughs> we know you do. There was this poster. It's and... not just a joke. It's serious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, dude, it's, you know, pop. <clears throat> pop music. Anyway, th- it's ta- not a crime. Thinking about stylophones and then like all this creepy shit that's been happening to us and everything made me think of a really interesting instrument that's uh, kind of eclectic. It's called a glass harmonica. What? I first learned about this, this instrument on a Friday the 13th in Colonial Williamsburg uh, when I was uh, visiting there with my dad and John, my younger brother, who does the SciTech section. And um, there's this guy named Dean Showstack who does a performance still to this day in Colonial Williamsburg on like a regular basis. And he performs on an instrument, a musical instrument that Benjamin Franklin invented. It was either one of the or the first instrument invented on American soil. Wow. And it's called the glass harmonica. It's the same concept as playing wine glasses, except it's 37 glasses laid out horizontally over a spindle. And you rotate them with a foot pedal and then wet your fingers. And you can play as many as 10 of these bowls at a time, enabling you to play glasses as you would a keyboard. Wow. (laughs) It's incredible. And what's crazy about this thing is even though no one knows about it now, it was actually extremely popular. It was invented in 1761, and it had faded to obscurity by, like, about 1820 or so. But in between that time, musicians such as Mozart, Beethoven, and Strauss had all composed pieces for it. What? And, even stranger, like, it creates these haunting melodies. And Franz Anton Mesmer... The man who the the term mesmerized Mm -hmm. is named after actually used it in his psychological sessions with patients. Like, Mesmer's the guy who created the concept of animal magnetism, uh, which is not what you think it is now. It's actually that a magnetic (laughs) fluid resides within all animate beings. Yeah, it's pretty... It's kind of awesomely pseudoscience-y at this point. People believed it at the time. And also his work led to the creation of hypnotism some decades later. Hmm. But so what he would do is he would um, treat his patients with these really kind of unconventional methods. He would like sit in front of them with his knees touching the patient's knees. And then he'd just press the patient's thumbs into his hands, look into their eyes, and sometimes press his fingers on the area below the patient's diaphragm and just hold it there sometimes for like hours. Dude, he's just molesting girls. And then, why, why is ancient medicine always creepy? It's so, this particular era of like medicine was just so mind-blowingly strange. It's hard to wrap my head around this was real one day. And then he concluded sessions by playing on the harmonica because it was kind of hypnotic. He'd do things that were like kind of the precursors to hypnosis and he'd use the harmonica because it was such a celestial sound, such a strange thing. And actually because of things like this, people eventually became afraid of the harmonica and started saying things like it would actually make people crazy. Oh, wow. And so then all of a sudden, all this bad press, and it falls out of use, then no one hears about it. Then it gets a resurgence, and there's people like Dean Shostak who have their own harmonicas made and are actually, like, talking about it, practicing it, performing these eclectic instruments. And modern musicians have used it, including Tom Waits. I believe it. Has so, that, have we talked about the theremin yet? Well, uh, I don't know if we actually had a conversation about the theremin, but... I, mean, I have had many conversations about the theremin. It's awesome. I, I love theremins. Well, there's this cool thing, music. like, uh, back at my school, there's a physics professor who actually built a theremin and showed us how to build one. Cool. What? Dude, why is that? What the hell is that? My phone is on silent. Uh, apparently not. Uh, I was talking about That is a bunch w- of squares. What? Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Okay. I'm going to put this on speaker. Dean? 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 Whoa, what? Dean. What the hell is that? Is that the phone? 
It is the phone. Holy shit. What the hell's going on? This is really freaking me out. I don't know Turn the phone what off. to do. A, I, it's it's Dean. It's only tether with Dean. Wait. Okay. 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 Now, what what could he possibly be trying to do with this? Is he trying to communicate with us somehow? I mean, is that is that what this is? Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to listen to it. Is this like in? This is a crazy idea, but is he? Are you familiar with Short Circuit Two? Yeah. You know at the end when Who Benjamin's trapped in the the like the freezer or whatever, yeah. and he's using the phone lines to tap out oldies so that they know what part of New York to go to. Oh, holy shit! Do you know why they did that? Because they didn't know Morse code. Ugh. Which Dean we does don't know, know Morse code either. Dean's <laughs> an ex-marine. Yeah, he is. No, I, I don't recognize know how to read Morse it. Code. I recognize some of it, but I'm, I'm not. Hold on, let me see if I can. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, here's the pattern. Here's the pattern. What does that say? I have no idea what it well, says. Well, no, you go translate it. Mike, Mike. I got a Morse code translator okay, right cool. here. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, do we have uh, shorts and longs? How many, how many shorts? Kinda. There's like mediums in there. Okay. <laughs> what do you have, Hex? What do you have for me? This is the pattern that we got. Okay. Uh, you got a short, long, short, pause, long, Don't long, narrate long. it. Just put okay. it in. All right, all right, all right. Okay, uh, Route 50. Oh, oh God, yeah. Colonial. Yeah, Mile 31, off-road. It's in the swamps, like it's not, that's between here and Titusville. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty far. Off-road. Well, we gotta, we gotta okay. go, we gotta, yeah. we gotta get yeah. going. Yeah. Fuck this shit, let's go. Mm -hmm. So at that point we went away, but uh, in the immediate emergency of the situation. Uh, but here's a track. This is actually um, Baroque Hoedown pop version by They Might Be Giants, which features the stylophone heavily and uh, and some Moogs. And I'm gonna be at Moogfest coming up at the end of October. And Hex is scowling at me. Baroque Hoedown's a cover of a song that heavily featured the Moog originally by Jean Jacques Perry and uh, Gershon Kingsley. In 1967, it was a really, really famous electronic song that was actually sampled by the Beatles for one of their Christmas albums at one point and was used in Disney's Main Street Electrical Parade.
I'm the D E, 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 I'
Last year, the Mashup Town did a compilation, which was the Mashed and Slashed Halloween compilation. And this was my takeaway track from it. It's Six Sick Six. It's all over the place. It's a bloody mess of samples. It's just phenomenal. And now here is our frantic race to find Dean. I guess we won't know if he's going to be saying anything different, but just having that on makes me think that he's still alive somehow. Yeah, something. It's creepy, but comforting. I guess. Crumfrey. <laughs> Whatever works, man. What? I don't know. I don't know much about anything anymore. Unless we're being led into a trap by Lunarius. Or Lunario. There's a lot Lunario of... doesn't have access to this kind of I, stuff. You're right. I'm we giving have, him more credit than he deserves. We have lots of enemies. Dude, you him. know who it could be? The goddamn lawnmower man. Talk about ghosts in the machines. Seriously. You know, that is extremely possible in a really awful, I don't want to think about it kind of way. Yeah, let's not think about that. Let's think about that it's it's, it's Dean calling out to us. I mean, if... Well, Lombard, it is, this is kind of exclusively Brian's problem. Oh, unless he unless he thought that for some reason, like, that I'll get to Brian Clevenger through what he cares about most. And, and for then some made, reason, so he mistook. A horrible miscalculation. <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is, is that it's in the middle of nowhere. It is literally the middle of nowhere. It is the swamp. Yeah, if that was Lawnmower Man, he'd want to get to us where there's computers. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He wouldn't want to lure us away from the rig. He'd go into a facility or a mainframe or something. Well, even then, like, connected to the rig, yeah, that's the best place for him to get us. I don't know. I think we got definitely werewolf problems or ghost problems. Jeez. We left Brian and Luke there, like, alone. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we left them recording, too. Uh, well, you know, that'll be fun to go back and listen to. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so, am I shutting down? What's the deal here? I don't know. But, hey, uh, while, while I've got you here, uh, will you, uh, can you send me some of those uh, Atomic Robo trade paperbacks, and will you sign them in the back? I'm, I'm a big fan of that and, and 8-Bit Theater. And... Oh, yeah, that, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I can do that, yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, hey, uh, oh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, mm -hmm. an, an 8-Bit Theater pa uh, strip 543 uh, and panel 4, what, what did you right. mean by what Black Mage says? Uh, you, you know, there's like a 1,200 of these things. I, I don't know, I mean... I mean, you don't have them all memorized? I mean, no, that's... strangely enough, no, I don't have, you know, an average of 12 panels times 1,224 comics memorized. I know, it's kind of strange to think of that. Uh, I mean, well, I guess that's okay, but, oh, can you do me some fan art? I've always had this idea for this really sexy picture of a black mage on it's... red mage on white mage and then another what? black mage. It's it's like a it's Wait, like a really it's like a really sexy eight bit Oreo except there's are you in there. are you the one who's sending me those pictures the, these really crude pictures of exactly this thing that you just described to me no hmm uh yeah okay yeah I'll I'll do that for you I will make that I am 
totally legitimately actually doing that. Oh man, you're the best. Cause I've been reading you for so long, and hey, oh, I've got I've got my own comic going too. Uh, would oh, you uh, oh, would you preview yeah. it for me? But before I put it on the internet, I wanted to to get an actual opinion. Oh, and didn't Thanks. didn't you write a, a a novel too? Cause I yeah. have one of those laying around <laughs> here somewhere. That's great. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you, you should email me, and, uh, you know, sometimes I get a lot of email, you know, so it, it might take a while to get back to you, but definitely, uh, yeah, just email me, and, uh, yeah, we'll get a back and forth going, eventually. Oh, oh, you're the best. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, um. I love you, Brian. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, um, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah, oh, you can hear, probably, yeah, my cats need to be fed. So, oh, is, um, isn't crazy. isn't his name Charlie? I love the pictures of Charlie. Did he eat your headphones again? That was so funny. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> See ya. I hear them bugs though. Oh my god. <laughs> What's that smell? It's uh, it smells like wolf feces. How do you know what? Oh, okay. okay I'm just using my imagination. It smells like shit, though. What's oh, this one? smells yeah. like shit. Like some sort of down there in that ditch. It's one of Dean's trucks. Holy shit! That's one of the two that was missing. Yeah. It's really dark down there. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, a little bit of crazy. Oh god, kind of muddy. Yeah. Uh, it's wet down here. Yeah. Look, um... Let's... let's turn, okay. turn, turn off the damn phone. Okay. Like, shh. Dean? Dean, you know uh, Shit. There, I got my arm. Dean, buddy, you in the car? Okay. Dean, Dean. Dean, buddy. Dean? Oh, God, what's that? Is he... Dean. 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 What's, what's that mess pressed against the tree? Oh, my God. It's like a... Dude, that is the sickest gore show I've ever seen. I, there's... I mean, there's fur and... Dude, he... Hit and a... it's got a human hand. What the hell? That's 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 a, that's a werewolf that's, corpse. Yeah, if if, if that's no anything, I mean. Explanation for it. That is a werewolf corpse. That, that is... is literally half man, half wolf. Dean. 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 We gotta get him out of here. We gotta we gotta call an ambulance or no we gotta we gotta drive him there. Yeah. No, he'll if we wait for the ambulance to get here and then go back there. I don't know if it's safe to move him, but we gotta we gotta try. Come on, man. Oh man. So, it was really late, and Mike and Hex ended up going home, and I stayed at the hospital. I was waiting for Cheryl and Stephen to get back from Ocala, and before they were able to get back, Dean woke up, and the nurse said I could come in. Dean. Dean, it's Cap. Oh. It's Everett. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, buddy. How are you holding yourself together? I feel awesome. <laughs> really? 
It got me on something, man. This IV feels pretty good. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to make it, buddy. I, do you know how long you were gone for? No. You were gone for two weeks, man. We didn't know where you were. What happened? I don't know. I remember Gary coming over. He wanted to talk about something. And then... Do you remember what happened after Gary showed up? Let me see. Gary came over. And he had a bunch of really weird voicemails about... I don't know, wizards and warlords or something. Werewolves or... I don't know. Gary showed up and started yelling and screaming and... Started transforming to some kind of weird thing. Some kind of... I don't know, dog thing, like I saw in the woods those years ago, and I just started shooting. I shoot first and I ask questions later, and that's the way I've always lived my life, and he knows that, and he knew what he was getting himself into, that's what his voicemails told me to do, so I just... Hey, Dean, nobody's apologizing for Gary. I don't think he could live with what he'd become anymore. I blame myself. I think he thinks I let something off that happened to him when he was a boy. I don't think I can forgive myself, but it's all done now. He did the right thing, Dean. He's... Gary... Gary took it too far. You know, he's just... Well, Dean, you may have killed him. You know that, right? You mean that thing on the truck? Was that Gary? Yeah, I... You know, I couldn't say for sure. I know it's him. I can feel it. I guess we can all sleep a little bit easier tonight. What are you going to tell Cheryl and Steven? They've been worried sick and they're driving in from Ocala tonight to see you. I don't know, man. I guess we'll just figure it out one day at a time. Gary died to the family years ago when he abandoned us all. So, I guess nothing's really going to change. I guess just now, he really is dead. May he rest in peace. So that was an adventure <laughs> none of us could have possibly expected what happened. And uh, it's really unnerving that all these things that were paranormal and everything might actually be real. So <laughs> it turned out that while we were recording and Luke was left alone, he started singing to us. So this is actually, it looks like one of his, uh, another one of his PSA songs. This is about werewolves. Uh, I think you'll recognize the tune. And when we're done with that, it's close to Halloween. We're going to close out with my ultimate, all-time favorite Halloween track ever, ever, ever. This is Halloween is Cool by Jackson of Grand Buffet. So, so you think you can see Bloodborne disease Help me and see can you tell from just smell if they have herpes or HIV? So you think you can see? Will they give you the AIDS? Drips and open sores, discharging the bleeding from every opening. Heart burns when you pee. Oh, can't you see? Crabs aren't so bad until they're everywhere but your teeth. 
how you wish, how you wish you were clean. You're just a lost soul, furry from head to toe, one month for years. Running round and mauling cows till the hunter shoots your spleen. I wish you were clean. Pillowcase, watching it accumulate. Eight or nine pound average in my glory days. Stamina was paramount back when I used to trick or treat. Soon as school would spit me out, I'd hit my house and I would eat leafy green vegetables to fortify myself with the fiber required to endure enough sugar to kill a baby tiger. Got so wired I could hear the fourth dimension. Picked up on all the sounds that kept the family pets' attention. Curfews, pressure from the church groups, bullies that want your candy, and police that want to search you for alcohol and firecrackers. These are deciding factors on how to strategize your candy quest before it's active. Trick-or-treat now People would think I was a creep Plus I'm a candy snob now Most of that shit I wouldn't eat Excessive doses of fructose are corrosive Too much of it and you'll end up in realms where the ghosts live And that's essentially what Halloween's about Keep on eating up that candy Keep the Jesus lovers out It's me, Dean Wallace. I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Nerdy Show. I'm okay, and I survived more ordeal with my son. I'm moving on, and I got a bright future ahead of me. Nerdy Show is brought to you by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza, and the Oviedo Branch of Play and Trade. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to send them to info at nerdyshow.com. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, Dungeons and Doritos, comics, videos, and more, go to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes Store. Don't forget to also follow them on Twitter, at Nerdy Show, or friend them on Facebook. 
If you enjoy what you heard, support Nerdy Show by telling a friend, or better yet, give them your money by visiting the Nerdy Store and picking up a t-shirt or donate directly for cool, nerdy perks. I think uh, Strip 543 is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Black Mage doesn't say anything that weird. I mean, he just says, uh, and why would you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.